Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. Yakuza Kick Radio. Yakuza Kick Radio. Yakuza Radio. Yakuza Kick Radio. Yakuza Kick Radio. Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont that this one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Page, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming, they come from this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together, like my nuts. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas, well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, here to in the Northeast. You listen to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn, you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Chase the man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga a little bubble cowboy, that's All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, now look at that rock, you want me to fuck that. Black dude, ow! This bullshit, man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you! Fuck you! And fuck you! And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio, Hot Tag Podcast, Crossover Show. I am your host, J. Cap Morris, and my co-host here is Shaheen, Boxman in the Cut. Yo. Yeah, Boxman can actually contribute tonight. He actually saw us this shit. So. I, I did actually watch this tournament. <laughs> First deathmatch tournament I believe he's ever seen. So Wow. First nice. one I watched the whole thing, usually I'm just like, uh, all right. All right, all right. 
Yeah. yeah. But this one I watched all of. It was good, actually. I liked it. Which is cool, because, you know, I think, I think like, you know, having, like, J-Cat, a guy that's, you know, that, that went pretty much when, when this type of shit started, a guy that's still going myself, and a guy that's completely foreign to it. So we got a little best of uh, all three. Yes. You know, so it's, it's nice to have, like, different perspectives on it. But, uh, yeah, Tournament of Survival, Game Changer Wrestling, uh, Tournament of Survival, the second one happened yesterday. Uh, I was in attendance, Boxman and uh, Jay just watched it today, so I want to... I want to go through this, man. I mean, this this was uh, this was something else, you know. As far as the tournament, we can uh, we can go through it match by match and uh, all that good stuff. Before we do that, um, you know, you're the one who was there live, and um, you know, we'll go through all the matches. We can see what we can see on on VOD and whatnot. But um, what was the atmosphere like? What was the crowd like? You know, what was it like when you showed up? You showed up at like seven in the morning or something, yeah. right? I was so, actually I was breakfast actually, at the arena. Yeah, yeah, I was actually the first fan in the fucking parking lot. <laughs> yeah, did you feel uh, like a little bit misguided at that point? No, not really, dude. It was actually it was actually fine because uh, when we got there, it was just it was just me, my girl, and a bunch of wrestlers, and we just started fucking grilling <laughs> and started drinking with them. And then you uh, should look at my life decisions at this moment right now. <laughs> yeah, just like maybe it wasn't. The right time to leave the house. No, nah, that was good shit, man. I mean, we had we had plenty of time to set up and uh, cook and all that stuff, and you know, get a get a tour of uh, how they set up the rings and all that good shit. Which kind of, eh, it was it was different because I didn't want to see all the spots and you know just like being exposed to it. Like, oh yeah, dude, we're doing this tonight. We got this board. It's like, eh, yeah, kind of just wanted to see that as a surprise, you know. I didn't want to. Well, what did they? You think they were gonna show you backstage? I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I was just like, he said, I want to. I want to show you like around, and I was like, oh, all right. I thought he was like just like showing me like the wrestlers or something. Here, like, here yeah, goes the like, backside of the curtain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, they're just like uh... setting everything up. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, this is weird. Like Schlack's there hanging out with Zandig. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, this is uh, this is it's kind of ruined everything. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. I mean, you already knew he fucking loves right. Schlack. I mean, there's there's no maybe's about it. That yeah. he's right up Zandig's alley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely uh, I mean, for for me, it doesn't bother me as much. I I wanted to see you know some of it as surprises, but I had a feeling most of it was gonna happen. I mean, it wasn't really anything that, you know, I needed them to confirm that's happening. It's it, it was pretty obvious that Schlack was gonna be there. So when did the other fans start showing up? Like how how much longer after? Uh, probably like a half hour, I would say. People started started rolling through. Uh, and that was what time? Like eleven thirty. We got no, we got there eleven thirty. So right around twelve, people started showing up. Okay. Um, which was good. I mean, as soon as we got there, the rain stopped, so it was like perfect weather and everything. Everything was good. Um, but I mean, honestly, dude, atmosphere wise, like the crowd was live as fuck. You know, like the crowd yeah, was live as fuck. Especially for Gage, like shit was like like the energy was insane especially for that main event man which obviously we'll get into but like yeah that shit i mean they gave him like a standing ovation at the end like it, it was it was fucking it was intense um it was a lot less weirdos that i ran across at this show i didn't really mind it like anybody that talked to me was pretty much people that i was cool with i didn't really you know have too many issues with like random people like walking up to me and talking or anything like that which i appreciate it uh they were definitely there i, I could see him on the uh thing yeah, I'm sure they were Chock there. Chock full of weirdos. Yeah, I'm sure they were there. But uh Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as brutal as I think my for the most part I have problem at CZW shows. That's that's what bothers me the most. Um Game Changer, I mean there's I'm sure there's a ton of weirdos, but like I don't really see too many of them like coming up to me or anything. But like CZW always have random people that I don't even know who it is. Oh you all tapping you like, Oh dude, you see that? You see that? I'm like, Yeah, I, I have eyes too, man. I'm right next to you, I see the same shit. I don't need you to fucking explain it to me. I'm right next to you. And I don't know you, so let's just keep it that way and just keep it moving, you know. 
You just gotta come up with like easy lines, like like I'm not here to talk. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm about to just start wearing that shirt. Like, <laughs> let let me be. I just come on, man. You know, but uh, yeah, man, it, it was it was good shit, man. I mean, uh, just look at him with a straight face and go, yeah, I'm not really here for that. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Gage uh was a lot different at the show than he was during interviews and Facebook Live, obviously. He didn't shout out his block to you. Yeah, there was no there was no gang affiliation stuff when he was there. There was no that, that's comforting. Yeah, there was no block gang this and throwing up gang signs and all that stuff. As far as I saw, I mean, he was like super like nice to everyone and you know, walking around chilling everybody. And he probably figured you already knew. Yeah, yeah, I mean, plus not only that, it wasn't just with me. It was pretty much with everybody. Like towards the end, he was just kind of just walking around, you know, joking around with people and stuff. He wasn't trying to be intimidating and. Oh, my whole gang is gonna be in the parking lot fucking people up. Like it wasn't none of that, you know, none of that retarded shit that he was trying right. to get across. Uh, which, which is good, man. I mean, that's not. Oh, come on, it's 2017. We know it's like gimmicks. Nobody's trying to hear that, right? But um, one thing uh that I did appreciate, my car battery died, and uh, like a, a ton of the wrestlers. No, no, like the help, you know, <laughs> like uh. Demonto's like wife like went around and 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 you know asked people for like a car battery for me, so you know. Like they 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 reached out and they comped us, they didn't charge us anything, so it was, it was good shit, man. Um, you know, it's not bad to give them a burger and get two free tickets. So I was I wasn't too mad about that. It was good nice. shit. How was the burger? Yeah, must have been good, man. <laughs> they fucking comp two tickets for one burger, literally. So yeah, that's that's a nice exchange. Yeah, it was worth yeah. it. But uh, there was a ton of fucking people. Oh, definitely more than last year's TOS. How many would you say was there last year? Like five hundred, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's tough to gauge in that building. Um, no pun intended. But uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know what that building holds. I, I don't really know how to easily like count out like the one side of the ring. There's like right. a row or something like that. Yeah, it's like awkward setting. So it's, it's and, and yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And it's got a pretty deep floor on the one side, but they're kind of short on the other side. So. I don't really know. I don't really know what it holds or whatever, but I'm, I mean, they get a pretty good full feeling out of a, you know, a couple hundred fans. It it feels packed, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the three sides, one side, there's no row, like the, the hard cam side where it's, it's recording. There's no row. Um, the two sides, I think only have two rows. Uh, well, the okay. hard cam side has like three rows, but like the other side where it's, it's just a wide floor. I mean, they, they packed it all the yes. way to the opening. To the mm-hmm. door, so I, I I don't know. I would. It was definitely a lot more people than last year, though. I'd sure. say good, like six hundred, six fifty, maybe you know, maybe even seven. Um, it was there was definitely a decent amount of people. Uh, fucking weapon wise, man. I mean, p- people brought some retarded shit. I mean, like blowfish on a fucking stick, and you know, and all kinds of just weird retarded shit. Yeah, dude, dried blowfish on a baseball bat. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen the blowfish somewhere before. One yeah, of the I think, like, yeah, I think King of the Death Match. They, they did one one time. They didn't even end up using it though. They, they just you know, there was a ton of shit people brought that um, was a waste. And he actually told me not to even bite light tubes because they had so many. He was like, yeah, dude, just save your money. We don't even we don't even need it. We have so much. We don't even know what to do with it. Like I said, you should never buy light tubes, though. If you're going to one of these shows and you want to do light tube stuff, like, yeah. just hit up everyone you know and be like, do they change light bulbs where you work? And yeah. then, like, run around and change them in the building for a month or two and just put them aside. I mean, yeah. they go in the dumpster everywhere. Right. So, you know, I mean, that's what I did. I, you know, I work in an animal shelter. I don't work at, like, fucking light fixtures <laughs> incorporated or I don't know what the fuck. Right. But um, I don't work at Home Depot and uh, I was able to show up to some of these things with 30 light tubes 40 light tubes so it's yeah. very doable 
It was funny because a ton of wrestlers actually showed up to the show that weren't even booked. Uh, like I saw, like uh, Monster Mac was just there, just just hanging out, just watching the show. Um, obviously, you know we'll get into it with Homicide, G's, uh, right. all those guys. Rory came up. You know, I think I messaged you earlier. I thought uh, the surprise was Rory Gulak because he pulled up real early. I was like, yeah, I, you know. I wouldn't think so because he's been done with the deathmatch stuff. That's where he did the whole Mondo spot, right, 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 uh, at the Cage of Death, and that was kind of his goodbye to deathmatch wrestling. So I couldn't see him just turning back to be a fill-in for somebody you know what i mean yeah you don't ever see him doing death matches again you don't see him getting that hit? not really i mean it just seems like he turned away from that and um and i don't see him going full into it again i really don't yeah i mean he, i don't know man it's it's tough because uh czw like doesn't really book him anymore i haven't seen him since his brother pretty much left um, yeah i like that thing that they were doing i really like the amazing gulak's gimmick yeah, yeah it was a good gimmick yeah good that's like a gimmick that could have actually gotten over in wwe i mean that's like oh yeah that's right up their alley you know they would have definitely been over with that but um yeah man i mean it was the the event I, the pregame was awesome for me because uh you know we we're just like chilling there just just fucking grilling you know i didn't i didn't have too many beers or anything but you know i was i was i was in a good zone um i only had like three the whole day but you know uh i had i had my vape so that was convenient i could pull it out whenever and uh there was there was a ton of people. I mean, the wrestlers were pretty cool. Danny Havoc, you know, came up and Gage pretty much just like sat with us the whole fucking day and just grilled with us and shit and just no prison stories, thank God. But uh, it was good shit, man. It was good shit. Yeah, I saw you joined the gang. I, I saw the picture. So I, <laughs> yeah, now you got to play like, uh, look, I don't know nothing. He, he was a normal guy. Yeah, man, I got it. I got a uh, tattoo across my chest. East, Eastern Block Thirty Eight gang. Yeah. Uh, I saw you with the fucking bandana low, looking angry in a picture. Yeah. Yeah, once the picture came out, I was like, God damn, <laughs> I, look like, I look like a fucking gangbanger. You guys are about to cut a fucking album. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but uh, it, was, it was good shit, man. But, it drops um, on the 20th. <laughs> All right. It was good shit, though. But um, the show started out, uh, we went in a, a couple minutes late, so uh, I saw Schlack. So oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you were the first one in the fucking <laughs> parking lot. And yeah, you last one out. got <laughs> in late. I didn't want to stand in the line, dude. The line was brutal. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, the line, I, I try to avoid that. <laughs> I figure if you were first, then you wouldn't have been in line. Yeah. But, um, so we were the last people in line, and then, uh, Schlack comes out. You know, he's, he's waiting for everybody to go in to be like the quote unquote surprise. And, um, I see Schlack. I'm like, oh, dude, I, f- I fucking knew you were going to be here. He was like, yeah, man, I mean, uh, they've been trying to, you know, keep me hidden all day. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's kind of hard to, to hide you. You got a fucking face full of tattoos and it's, you're shirtless. So it's kind of hard to you know, try to hide you and keep you a surprise. Maybe you should have wear a shirt. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd never seen Slack like that. He, I don't want to say he like seemed nervous, but he was like breathing like real heavily. Like almost he was like meditating or something, like doing some breathing exercises. And I was like, oh, this dude's I'm sure he's a spiritual cat. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, <laughs> right up his alley, too. Schmeich strikes me as like a real Zen type character. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, sitting Indian Possible style, Buddhist. tattooing. Yeah. All that good shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, but um, you can you could tell he was like getting ready for some crazy shit. And, uh, you know, my girl doesn't know much about this stuff. So I was like, yeah, this dude's going to go through some shit. You can just tell by the way he <laughs> prepared. He's about to go. He's about to fucking die. But, um, yeah, the show started out with, you know, Zandig being in the ring, giving the usual speech, which, uh, I want, I want to hear your opinion on this. Cause Zandig on the mic nowadays, dude, it's so like, it's fucking so bad. <laughs> yeah. so bad. It's not the same Zandig at all. It's no. actually, it's, it's hilarious. Cause, uh, he like forgot like the, the schlack saying, no God, only schlack. He was saying like, 
no schlack, no god. It was like coming up with all kinds of combinations. Oh man, yeah, I mean, I don't want to skip ahead to the to the other schlack thing, but I mean, it, it really goes hand in hand with that. Um, I guess yeah, we'll just we'll just get to that when we get to the schlack thing because that's when he really turned up his mic skills. Oh yeah, but um. Yeah, so he, uh, of course, you know, Xander comes out. He calls out Schlack. Schlack shows up. Uh, it was weird because like, like the the video that you guys watched didn't have this on there, which I don't I don't really understand why. But um, they started brawling immediately, and then they went outside, which I was like, fuck! Like I just I just walked inside, literally. Right. And I'm like, oh, dude, they're gonna do a roof spot already. They're gonna open the show with that. And I, and I thought it was gonna be retarded because I'm like, all right, well, how are you gonna follow up with, you know? And I didn't really think Schlack was gonna go through a fucking anything because i'm like this dude's doing tod next week like he's not taking a roof bump you know right all right well something weird's gonna happen outside but they literally went outside they brawled for like a second and then uh i don't know where joker came in and he attacked schlack which i loved because i i didn't even know i wanted to see schlack and joker i never thought about it but i was like oh fuck this these two dudes actually like this looks like a match i want to see you know so i'm hoping they're building up towards that i don't know if like you know, like Joker is like gonna be like a Zandig guy. I don't know if they're doing like the whole Zandig thing in GCW where he brings in a bunch of like old school CCW guys. And well, he uh, did have the shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out well, to did Joker. He, did he, he had a Zandig radio shirt? Okay. Oh, Yakuza. I thought he meant he was, he had like one of the Zandig 2017 shirts or something. No, shirt. he had the I'm a John Zandig guy yeah, Yakuza yeah. Kick radio shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. I hope I hope they do that. They kind of bring in like some of the old school guys that you won't see in CZW, like Ruckus. Like I don't mind seeing Ruckus come back and kind of you know do do blackout again somewhere else. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think that's happening. But anyway. yeah, Ruckus kind of seems like he's he's kind of over it. But uh, Joker, Homicide. I mean, Homicide is is a good guy to capitalize on. He's on TV right now. You know, it's sure yeah. perfect guy to use. DJ's not really using him anymore, so you know. Yeah, it's just yeah. weird. It's yeah, just boggles your mind. Yeah, he flies out people from fucking California that are begging to be on television, and then he, he fucking cuts the guy that's actually on television. Yeah, it's crazy as hell. Actually, the whole LAX, pretty much. He has the whole LAX like on on CZW a month before they recreate LAX. As soon as they yeah. make it happen and they're on TV, he's like, "Oh, all right, I'm done with it. No more EYFBO. No more homicide." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have them running around in CZW holding TNA belts because other companies are doing it. So, right, House of Glory is doing it properly, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah, you see House of Glory, right? Every fucking picture. As soon as they became TNA Tag Team Champions, they're like, "All right, we're putting the belts on these guys so they can take pictures with both belts." Yeah. Fucking not. Doesn't take a genius to do that, you know? Yeah. But no, let's give it to some random luchadors from California that no one has ever heard of. Lyle heard of them. Yeah, apparently they used to sweep the fucking arena and wanted yeah, to be wrestlers. So. Proud of them. It's a nice dream come true. But yeah, back to back to TOS thing. Um, I mean, you guys didn't really see much of this one, so I figured I'd just kind of get into that one. But uh, Joker sure. did show up. I'm hoping that's, that that they're going to build up to a Schlack and Joker because I don't know about you guys. I would fucking love to see that. Yeah, that'd be great. That's an intense match, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the one good thing about them is they, like, I like how they how they just make matches happen as soon as they can. They don't wait on it to like, oh, like this will be big next fucking year and let's let's wait on it. You know, they just they just do the fucking match and get it over with while they have the people. Yeah, I mean I would hope for a little bit of a balance where they, they can come up with two sentences worth of a storyline of a reason why it's happening, you know. 
but they just go, yeah, you like those guys? Like, all right, they're wrestling next month, and they're actually taking selfies right now. So uh, <laughs> you guys could, yeah, you, you could see uh, how happy they are together, and then next month they'll kill each other. Yeah, um, I mean, storylines is definitely something that that GCW lacks. I think I think that's the one main thing with me. Like, other than that, like, I I can't really honestly say too many bad things because I I dig every fucking show. But yeah. I mean, storylines, and I, I've I've talked to the the promoters and. They know about it, like they're like, yeah, like we just, you know, we wanted to kind of establish storylines first, and then, and then, and then <laughs> they know stuff. about it. <laughs> yeah, like, it was something they're doing with like hatred and Schlack, which uh, kind of surprised me that Nate Hatred didn't show up because, like, you know, it would have made sense. But uh, yeah, like the one storyline they're they're doing, they're using a guy who's completely fucking unpredictable and unreliable. Yeah, I don't know when you're gonna see uh, yeah. hatred again, but. They're they're building a couple things there. So I mean, you know, with the Teddy Hart thing and you know, they got a you know, Joker and G's in them and you know they could very well be setting some things up. So I don't wanna, you know, knock them too much for not having any storylines. I mean the thing is is you know, to build super cards it's really, really difficult to continually make a rhyme and reason for everything. So I I mean I get it. I mean if they're putting out bomb shows then then fuck it, so be it. You know, you shoulder a couple complaints of the storylines and just keep putting out stuff that makes the crowd pop. Fuck it. Yeah. Which I think is is the ma- major challenge for them because, you know, they have been bringing in guys like Homeless Jimmy and Supreme. And you can't bring those guys in next month. So it's hard to, like, really, you know, extend any fucking feuds or anything like that. It's just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're we're putting on dream matches and people are enjoying it. They're packing the house. Every show is getting bigger. So it's if, if it's working, fuck it, you know. I personally, I like storylines. I would want to. You know, since I go every every show, I'd like to see that and just kind of become yeah, just a little something. It doesn't have to be you know six month storylines on every match, but just yeah. a little something. Just the usual guys, at least that they use on mm-hmm. a monthly basis. You know, like Marcus Crane has been to every show. Like guys like that, Danny Havoc, like you know, guys that are reliable that they know they're going to use every month. Um, yeah. So that that'll be cool. But uh, you want to you want to get into the first match. Yeah, let's get it. But before we get into the first match, I, I want to point something out. And, you know, we'll get into the commentary as we go. But um, the ring announcing, it was done by Low Life Louie. You got Larry on commentary, which, again, we'll get into. But I, I personally, I really want more professionalism out of, I know this sounds crazy, but out of deathmatch tournaments. I, <laughs> when CZW early on, they used to have Dennis Shock was their ring announcer, which when you saw the type of stuff they were putting on in the ring, it was crazy because he was like the straightest lace, nerdy looking dude. But it made everybody that was a badass in the ring look that much more badass because that guy fucking headed for the hills when the guys came in the ring. It wasn't yeah. a guy standing in there holding a fucking beer and the mic in the other hand announcing the show. I hate that. I fucking hate it. When the, the commentators or the announcers just decide it's a party for all of us, that's not what it's supposed to be. You're the one who has to be like the designated driver while everyone else is partying in that motherfucker. In my opinion, I think this should be put out as a professional product. The wrestlers should look like uncontrolled animals, and everybody else should run like a normal wrestling company. That's just how I feel. It's how I've always felt. Yeah, I agree with most of it. I mean, Louie doesn't really bother me too much because, like... I don't know. I'm just like kind of like okay with him just kind of doing his thing. But uh, the commentary, like, yeah, I feel like, dude, if your voice is on the product for the rest of the fucking show, I don't want to hear about your beer count on the commentary. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, right. Sell me the fucking match. I don't need to know, oh, like, I hope they don't come over here because I got my two open beers on the t-. Like, dude, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, I don't want to hear about that shit, you know? That has nothing to do with the event. 
And the thing was with Louie, he announced well. I thought, like, you know, the way that he announced the wrestlers coming to the ring was fine. But, like, you could have set the fucking four loco down before you climbed into the ring. Like, why does yeah. that need to be on camera? That shit is not just cool for everyone. Like, it, yeah. I know, like, see, that's the thing. A lot of people who drink, they don't realize it because I didn't realize it when I drank until, you know, I started to really catch hold of my problem. But, like, it's a lot of fun when you're doing it. But a lot of the other people are looking at them like, look at this asshole. Like, <laughs> you spin out of control and you'd be having a ball. But uh, you're the only one. You and the people with you that are drinking, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think it's part of the gimmick for the for the company also to kind of just be like a no holds barred. Anything kind of goes like yeah. they want to they want to do this like Joey Janela spring break type of vibe at every show where, you know, oh well, you know you can drink with the wrestlers and you know the commentary you can drink and fucking yeah, it's, it's amateur shit. But uh, I mean, I, I'd prefer the the fucking the staff to be sober, obviously. You know, yeah, uh, I think that would that would help out a lot. Um, Louis, I mean, he doesn't seem like he like he doesn't like slur his words or anything like that. Like Emil, like you can tell on commentary, oh. he's hammered, you know. With Louis, it's it's hard to tell. So I don't mind if he fucking drinks as long as like he can do his thing, you know. But I understand, you know, like don't hold the fucking four loco in front of the camera while you're announcing, you know, yeah. Takeda coming in from Japan, which is a big deal, you know. And I guess we'll just touch and preface the announcing here. We're gonna have to keep going back into it as we go, but. MLJ, to me, and this is just me speaking, and I know a lot of people like him. I know a lot of people are friends with him and this and that, and he gets a lot of work because a lot of people like him. I think he's a complete, total piece of shit. Um, The way he's presented himself every time that I've come in contact with him, for the most part, has been just a sloppy, alcoholic slob. I mean, he's just... he, He is slurring and falling over himself on commentary by match three. By the main event, they had to pull him. I mean, but before that i mean he's just he's horribly drunk like unbelievable not like hey man he sounds like he's got a buzz like fucking who is driving this commentator home (laughs) by match two you're like who the fuck is getting this guy back to his house because there's no way this is match two he's dead by the main event like how is this guy gonna survive tournament of survival like you have to worry about if the fucking commentators are gonna survive the fucking the card yeah, it's like part of the thing. I mean, it is embarrassing. Like when they have fucking Brian drunk on Family Guy. Like that's the voiceover you're getting off a commentary from this guy. Yeah, and honestly, I've never had any issues with Emil. Like he's always been nice to me and stuff. I just, I mean, I prefer somebody to just be sober when they're doing fucking commentary. That's all. And it's not just GCW. He does it, you know, with TOD all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know, like he'll be drunk this upcoming weekend and he'll do the same shit. And it's, it's got to oh, yeah. be with people, which uh. And Dude, that's one person, just the one person that actually should be sober, I think, is the commentator. Like, everybody else, if you can perform it's a death match, whatever, if, if the guy in the ring with you, if he's willing to take the risk of you drinking with him and he's fine with it, I don't give a shit. It's your life. As long as you can perform, do what you want. Commentary, dude, if you sound like a fucking drunk on there, like, come on, you have one job. If you can't do that, why are you getting paid? Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, is, you know, like I was saying with the staff should be, you know, sober type deal is because... You know, look what happened with me at TOD. One of first responders was the jerk-off ring announcer who was wasted and making stupid fucking jokes while I'm bleeding profusely from my arm. And fucking almost slobbering into my wound. Hey, you want to get in the match? (laughs) Like, dude, I mean, if... If some things might go down, because you're you're you know, you're in an environment where some things can happen. Oh yeah. And if your staff is going to approach the situation drunk, 
I mean, good luck in court, man. That shit is not going to go down yeah. well if you wind up in a situation where you have to explain to some form of authority what happened at your event and your staff is going to be wasted. Yeah. That's, especially, I mean, especially with, yeah, dude, especially with like deathmatch tournaments, you know, like this is like every match it, I felt like was, was insane enough where something could have happened, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's let's get into the first match. But um, first match we had motherfucking Jimmy Lloyd coming out, which uh, Jesus Christ, man, gotta get get better wrestling gear. That fucking that outfit is is killing me, man. Like I cannot watch that. Um, he's been coming in just like regular pants and regular fucking, you know, just like streetwear, which I, I'm fine with that, dude. Just wear that. I don't need to see your fucking nutsack hanging out. You know, it's 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 terrible. But uh, Jimmy came out. Uh, I saw him before the show. He legit seemed a little nervous, you know, which I don't, I don't fucking blame the kid. He's 19 years old. You know, last year he was in the fucking crowd marking out for for guys like this. And where he belongs. Fucking, where he fucking yeah. belongs is where he was last year. Yeah. Well, you know, now he's now he's uh, one of the main guys. So. Yeah, okay. Dude. Well, that guy's, <laughs> that guy's, I mean, I've seen out of shape, but I mean, that guy takes it to a new level. <laughs> Yeah, which I think it's an envelope on being out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's on top of his out of shape game. When you make Chris Hero look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you might want to rethink your uh, your dietary habits. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you know, I, I know I didn't say that. I walked away for a minute, but you know, you the beginning of the show, you see Zandig, you know, big, tough looking, rough looking guy, and Schlack. Who talk about big, tough, rough, badass motherfucker? And then you know Louis gets in the ring and announces Jimmy Lloyd, and this guy comes waddling out. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, what the fuck just happened?" What? Yeah. Oh. And um, I don't know if you guys notice. Um, I know Boxman doesn't because he hasn't watched like old CZW and stuff. But um, he's coming out to Lobo's fucking entrance theme. Well, they call him Little Lobo. Um, that's yeah, that's way. not that's that was a funny thing that Rory Gulak called him Little Lobo because he kind of looks like a little, you know, younger yeah. Lobo or something. He but like, like to legitimately be coming out to his fucking entrance theme <laughs> and having them announce you as the future of ultra, you guys got to fucking stop this shit. He's not the future of fucking anything. He's yeah. he's fucking super ridiculously fat. He's so fucking sloppy and dangerous in the ring to himself and and others. I mean. He's fucking horrible. He's horrendous. He's a ragdoll. He's a ragdoll for those guys. Is what it looks like to me. I mean, I again, I I may be wrong, but he looks like he goes in, he takes the bumps, and that's what they like about him. Yeah, that's that's what they want. He's ballsy enough or stupid enough to take take these crazy bumps that he's probably not ready for. But they're like, hey, if you want to take it, man, sign this waiver, and we're good. You know, do what you got to do. Um, with him, a, yeah, yeah. again, I, I like Jimmy as, as as a person. Like he's he's you know I've known Jimmy for for a long long time. I've known this dude probably for like six years, way before he was even like even thinking about like doing wrestling and shit. So I got it's it's I'm probably a little bit biased towards it, but even I can just sit here and be like, all right, dude, like future of ultra violence. Like yeah, let's let's calm down with all that stuff, man. I mean let's 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 really take a step back and look at this and not fucking over-exaggerate and say he's the future of deathmatch wrestling when the kid's fucking 19, you know? You've known him a long time, so, I mean, was there anything that 
at some point he was good at? Like, was he? Could he like rake a hell of a pile of leaves or something? Because so, I'd like something to bring up every time that we talk about him. Be like, but he's a hell of a paper boy, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, know, give man. me something that we could fall back on and like. But he was really good at that. He does yeah. bleed well. I'll give yeah. him that. He bleeds I mean, that's very just well. Kind of a human thing. Oh. Yeah. He oh. does. He does a good um, blade job. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Well, Shaheen knows him. He should know something. I mean, Shaheen's over there stammering, you got trying nothing, to save I mean, him, trying to save. I mean, him. I don't. I don't know. Like on a personal, he holds the hell like, of a door. I mean, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I never hung out with the dude, but like we we hung out a few times at like wrestling events and stuff like that. Like you know, Royal Rumble, he was at our tailgate. Like this is like five years ago, six years ago, before I'd even even seen him in CZW and stuff like that. Because. Uh, <laughs> He passes a blunt like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't I think I'm pretty sure he's he's pretty straight edge. I don't think he's Yeah, I mean I don't know. I don't know what he does. I'm just I'm just I'm trying to come up with a positive like Yeah. But um he's got a I mean, smile that kid. <laughs> well he definitely uh, smiles at the camera after he takes a crazy ass bump too. Just that's that's one thing I don't understand either, man. The facial expressions like and, you know, we'll obviously get into the match, but, like, when he was taking a lot of the bumps, like, they would, you know, how the, the, the smart muck guys, they'll zoom up and, you know, you're supposed to sell it while you're fucking bleeding. And he's just, like, sitting there just staring into the camera, like, damn near marking out. It's like, come on, dude. You gotta, yeah, when he took that uh, that face wash kick in the corner with the right, fucking that's what tubes, I'm talking about. he looked dead into the camera like he was posing. Like, he might as well threw up, like, a peace sign or whatever Gage's fucking sign yeah. is. Yeah, that's that's the exact spot that I'm talking about. Yeah. He directly just looks in the <laughs> he's camera. Like, he's just dead like, into the camera. <laughs> just like, yeah, dude, you probably shouldn't do that, man. You know, <laughs> fucking close your eyes and, and pretend like you're in pain at least. You know, don't fucking just make eye contact with me smiling. But um, yeah, Nick Gage, uh, his opponent came out. Obviously, like, do the fucking crowd mark out. I wish that uh, they kept Gage from from just hanging out in the parking lot for you know like six hours prior to this. Because I think the pop, it would have just been a lot crazier. Even though the pop was like, it wasn't, I mean, it, it's not, you can't get much bigger than that. But I think just, right. you know, the excitement, like, because everybody had already you know, hung out with him for the last, like, four hours. So, you know, it's kind of hard. <laughs> oh, shit, it's Nick Gage. It's like, oh, shit, it's yeah. the dude I was just hanging out with two minutes ago, you know. Um, but, I mean, he came out, and the dude looks like he's in, he's in great shape as always. Well, not as always, but as, you know, as of recent. Um, came out, I mean, this was a fucking... It was a botch fest from Jimmy. I think the first uh, the first spot they botched it. They had these like hula hoops, which uh, fans set up in the parking lot. I believe it was like two hula hoops, and they had a bunch of light tubes um, in between it. So it kind of made this like cylinder thing made up of light tubes. Uh, I think I don't know if you guys remember this spot. It was like the first spot of the match. Nick Gage throws him into there, and he just kind of like casually just steps on the light tubes, <laughs> breaks the whole fucking thing, and then just like sits in it. And then it's like, yeah, well, that, that was a big spot, man. Thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for just stepping on the light tubes and just fucking breaking all of it. Yeah, to me, the match was just horrendous. It, it was terrible. Gage obviously was meant to squash the dude, and it was what it was, but not not good. Just definitely not good. Yeah, I mean, going into the event, like when I came out, I was like, "Holy shit, this 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 was like fucking just a just amazing." Which uh, I'm still saying it's a, it's an amazing show, but like looking back at it, it's easier for me to pick out the the botches and you know stuff like that versus mm-hmm. just sitting in the crowd. Um, plus, you know, like just being there live, it's it's a different energy, and you just kind of oh yeah, you miss out on a lot of the stuff. But you know, watching back, I, I mean, this match was not nearly as great as I I had remembered it to be. You know, because like when I'm watching it there. 
you're like, oh shit, he's fucking killing him. And then when you watch it on camera, it's like, oh, well, he, he, Jimmy kind of just missed this, and you know, and this, oh, he kind of missed that, and, you know. So it's not as crazy, but. And MLJ already fucked up in the first match. Calls what is a sunset flip, and I is Gage's new finish a sunset flip? Like he hit a sunset flip, and he called it a code red. Yeah, that's that's what happens when you're ten beers deep before the fucking show. There's <laughs> a code red. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> he was calling for a beer. He was out of beer. Code red. I'm out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it <laughs> must have been. It. It must have been it. And uh, you finished with the pile driver, but you know. I think I think one of the main issues with the commentary is also the fact that they can't see anything, you know, because <laughs> like literally they don't like they're sitting in the back by the hard cam. They have people standing in front of them. So like I don't even know how they're calling anything because like literally you just can't see it, you know. And they're just like, well, we can't see what's happening now, but uh, from the sounds of it, it sounds brutal. Uh, <laughs> then they sounds crazy. Like, yeah, and then they talk about like how drunk they are for the next ten minutes until they come around, you know. But it's like, oh, it's so fucking bad. every match. At some point, they go, you know what type of match this is? What kind of st- you know what the stipulation? I don't know. You know what? Let's just fucking name it. I mean, what do you yeah. think? I mean, there's there's a light tube. Was there tax? I don't think there was tax. Yeah. Was that is that barbed wire? Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's go barbed wire tubes. Okay, really, we got those down, and, and it's like, dude, I, I mean. What the fuck goes on? You can't write it down on a piece of paper and slide it to the fucking commentators. Yeah. Match one is going to be this. Match two is going to be this. Why the fuck do they know do that? this every match? Dude, you don't even need to slip them that. That's like you should know that going to, into it, you know? But you should have some kind of rundown sheet as a commentator. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like match stipulation, like, dude, that's like, come on. You should, you should know that. That's a given. Like, I expect you to know that. If you're selling me on this product, dude, I need you to know what the fuck you're watching. And uh, the the funniest shit to me was fucking Larry Legend. I don't remember which match it was from. Uh, they, they had used a ton of fucking light tubes already. And people are chanting, holy shit. And Larry Legend goes, they haven't even touched each other with the light tubes yet. And we're getting a holy that, shit chant. That, that was the no. fucking Tremont. That was the Tremont dude. and Gage match. And yeah. he had already taken the fucking the front face, like, um... You know, Irish whip type thing into the corner with that giant bundle of tubes. Yeah, yeah. Like he ate that shit face first, and yeah. then they were staring off with light tubes in each hand. And he's like, "They haven't even touched each other with light tubes." It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, like sixty fucking Go bundles fuck of light home. tubes already got used, sir. I don't know where the fuck you've been. Yeah, but Jesus Christ. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jimmy. I mean, this match was what it was. I thought it was good for what it was for a squash match for for Gage to come out and just fucking kill the kid. That's uh, I think. I think like. Jimmy Lloyd probably got like one light tube in. I think that's that's about it. Other than that, um, that wasn't much else. I mean, what what didn't you uh, like about this match? As far as like, I mean, I remember like one main botch, but I mean, other than that, I mean, it was just a, he just beat the shit out of him. That's all it was. It was just sloppy. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like he he walks around. He he's not like in the in the right places. Like what do you normally see out of the wrestlers? They're certain. And movement fucking like walking around like he's very <laughs> sloppy it's strange man yeah i mean he doesn't have it quite down yet <laughs> i can definitely agree with that no he's, he's really bad he's really really bad looking dead in the fucking camera after he takes the fucking the boot to the face yeah. it's just like, like yeah look what yeah, I that missed. that that was that spot was uh look how great that was because i mean that i mean it looked he might as well just clap for it he might as well just clap for the fucking thing 
Yeah. We're chanting Nick fucking Gage after it happened. <laughs> what if you fucking took the boot and started chanting Nick fucking Gage? One more time or some shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, right after that, they, they kind of botched uh, the, the second fucking, you know, the, the boot to the face. Because uh, people were asking for another one. Gage set up, like, two light tubes in front of him. And then he kicked him. He missed the light tubes. And then he just picked up the light tubes and tried to smash it over him. And then they didn't break. So he just started fucking stomping the kid out. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, he got mad over the fact that he didn't kick the light tube as he came running at it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that one wasn't really Jimmy's fault. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that actually wasn't his fault. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't, I, it didn't ruin the show or anything for me. I didn't mind it. I mean, I just it was, it was, it was, it was just horrible. Yeah, but um, you know, let's get let's get into the second match. Uh, what was which one was the second match? Do you remember off top? That was the uh, the Marcus Crane Takeda match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh, oh, sorry. This was exactly what I expected it to be. Mm, uh, this was brutal, dude. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I expected it to be, man. I mean, he Takeda had shit sticking out of his back, bro. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, again, you know, crazy, but I I think this was horrible too. I really do. Um, Takeda's is insane, but and so's Crane. But I think uh, it's this crazy echo. I, 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 I just got it, and it's it's Did you? Yeah, I don't know I what it is. All of a sudden, I get it. It feels like I'm in a church or something. And uh, so anyway. It's gone. Um, I don't know if it's fucking recording. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, so, um, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it was just all over the place. They tried so many different things. They botched a ton of stuff. Um, Takeda's one of the best in the world. And uh, like I said, Crane's bananas. But um, I don't know. It just didn't have a lot of rhyme or rhythm to it. And, you know, when you look at some of the later matches in this card, it's a clear example of how good deathmatch wrestling can be, how organized chaos can come off, how, you know, insanity can actually have a flow to it. This shit didn't have any type of flow. It just had madness. It had razors. It had bird spikes, which bird spikes scared the shit out of me. That was the first time I ever saw those. Yeah. And... I was like, you know, those fucking things are going to impale someone. And, I mean, they got stuck in his back. That's a crazy-ass weapon. If these guys aren't scared to use that, I guess I'd recommend doing more of that because that's got the shock and awe value big time. Um, yeah. When uh when I was checking out the weapons, I, I touched – I mean, they're not sharp. Like, I touched the tips. They weren't sharp. In. But, I mean, if you – yeah, dude, if you – I mean, I can see, like, a, a back suplex or something. Like, yeah, that, that shit could go in your fucking – they went in. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I was pretty let down by this match. It's just the fact that it had zero flow to it. You know, obviously crazy shit, razors, and tons of shit that you shouldn't be doing. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I didn't like the match. Yeah. I, uh, I actually, I did, I dug this match. I just, um, I didn't like, there was a couple botches, which kind of ruined it to me. Like the finish? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the finish was kind of a botch. Uh, they brought out, they brought out like hand saws. That were uh, stuck inside of a styrofoam board, and he just like completely missed it. Like didn't for even the touch the saws. Yeah, just like for the saws, which uh, yeah. and it's like it's like, dude, I don't I don't know if I don't know if he purposely did it or not, you know. But like, if if you do, it's like, dude, well, just don't do it. You know, if you're not gonna go go all the way in with it, just don't do it. Don't tease it. I I would have been perfectly fine without saws, you know. Yeah, but I would lean towards uh, not doing it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do it, dude, I, I don't care. I mean, it's your body. You want to do it, go ahead. I, it is what it is. As a fan, I'll show up and watch it. I don't give a shit. You do what you want. It's your body. You're willing to take that? Go ahead, sir. I won't take that shit. Yeah. Uh, if you're fine with it, that's fine. 
Um, apparently, I mean, he got hurt, though. His his elbow got cut pretty badly. Um, I'm guessing it's probably from the razor blades, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I heard by the end of the show he had to go to the hospital, so oh, hope he's all dude, right. Marcus? Yeah, Marcus. Dude, he uh, again, he had shit sticking out of... Dude, do you realize... Touch your back and realize there's not much between your back and your organs. There's yeah. a few little bones with fucking separations in them. That's that's fucking stupid. Those bird spikes are stupid, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> I agree. I'm sticking it. I like I'm it. Sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I, I, I had no problem stupid. seeing it. It better them than me. But, yeah. you know, hey, that's... Yeesh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, stupid. I mean, as a whole, like, just taking any of these weapons is stupid. I mean, even a simple light tube nowadays. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, light tubes, that can, that can fucking slit your throat if you hit somebody wrong with it, you know? Sure. But, I mean, cuts, for the most part, is what you're going to get. And, and you have big, long pieces of metal that are going to go in and could easily puncture things inside of you. It's long enough, you know, barbed wire, if it was, you know, a half a foot long, you know, it probably wouldn't be used quite as much. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a limit to how deep it's going to rip you. I know exactly that limit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Pretty light deep. tube spots, but yeah. certain things have control. Like you can control a little. I mean, not total control, but, you know, you swing a light tube at someone. You sort of know where it's going to go. You just throw someone in the fucking bird spikes. Yay. You don't know where they're going, really. You're that. That's that's willy nilly. Fucking they teeny, actually do, miny, they didn't fuck. half that at all, man. That was that's nope. what surprised me. They didn't half that. <laughs> they didn't. They did not. Mm -mm. They went all the way in with those bird spikes, man. They took those fucking bumps. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, ref pulled him out, and Marcus kept going. You know, props to him. But again, think about what you're doing, please. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's he's kind of he's. I think like the guy in the states to, to pretty much volunteer for all the big Japanese spots. Like scissors boards, he's the one. That, he took them at Carnage Cup. He took them here. You know, razor blades, both times they've been used in GCW, he's been the one taking them. Um, bird spikes, first time ever, he's the one that's taking them. You know, I think he's kind of like the guy that they rely on to try anything new with, which, you know. Well, dude, he's, he's also sure. really good at Jeopardy. <laughs> well, better, that, like I said, that, better him than me. So, hey, all right. <laughs> Yeah, um, the scissors board. Uh, he kind of laid it on his back and hit it with the chair. Um, I thought that's that's probably a lot safer than taking like a backdrop into it. You know? Um, oh yeah, <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I thought I was like, man, because that, that, that was honestly that's the one spot I was scared for. Uh, and, and the saws, I was like, yeah, dude, if they 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 do a fucking you know, backdrop or a fucking a top rope spot or anything like, you can literally just fucking we might see a death here. But, uh, you know what I, um, uh, the, one of the botches in this match that I just found completely puzzling is he put the, he had a gusset plate pane of glass and he put it on top of the dude with the gusset plates facing up. So at, at rate of success, you yeah. would get really fucked up. Yeah. I saw up. that dude. I, I didn't even notice Not that. Pound them into your opponent. But you would land on gusset plates is is yeah. what your goal was. And it didn't break, so they kind of just fell off the top of the thing. Yeah. And then they went on from there. And uh, just I don't know why you would have them on top. Yeah, I think um, this – I mean this this tournament had so many spots. So they were lucky enough where like all the botches kind of just like 
blend in with the rest because there was so much crazy shit that you know you can you can kind of be forgiven when the, with this stuff. But uh, if it was just like a regular deathmatch show, like on a budget where they didn't, they only had so many light tubes and spots to use, like dude, there was a ton of fucking botches, especially first two matches going in. You know, like mm-hmm. half the light tube spots in the matches were botched. You know, Takeda, I think it's his foot hit the the light tubes when he was setting up the the light tube board outside, and like half the light tubes got smashed, and people you know started doing the "you fucked up" chant. Um, the Gus, yeah, yeah that, I don't, I didn't even notice that in person until I watched it on video. I'm like, wait, why the fuck is he jumping in <laughs> Gusets? Yeah, does he yeah. realize like the spikes are facing him? Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. And I think with that was a. Uh, I think I think because I, I mean they were glued on there. They fell off. I think, and yeah. the only way he probably could have used them was like facing off. And he just he was just like, dude, we, we got it. It's a big spot. We got to. I use mean, it. he could have put him on the guy's back and then the the thing on top of it. You know, the thing yeah. on top of it. Yeah, or just laid it on. I don't know. Yeah, or just I don't know, man. But yeah, just it, throw it's, him off it's because retarded. it clearly doesn't make sense if he does it the way he did it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. But um, it's always fun to see Takeda, though, man. I thought I thought I didn't I didn't really mind this. I mean, there was a ton of botches, but there was enough crazy spots for me to. He's uh, nuts, and yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is, to me, you know, the live crowd is going to have a whole aura and a whole vibe and experience, and Gage and Jimmy and Takeda and Marcus and the light tubes busting and the razors and shit in front of you. It's going to come off as a positive experience. I mean, I'm sitting way back and watching and getting. You know, just just match quality. That's what I'm getting for the most yeah. part. You know, we could head way up in the other direction the very next match we talk about. Yeah, which uh, which is which is why I think it's interesting that we're doing this from a from a guy that went to the show, a guy that that's very familiar with deathmatch wrestling, and a guy that's not familiar with it at all. You know, it's kind of nice to get mm-hmm. three different uh, perspectives on it. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into the next match, man. Right, next match was Masada being the the question marks the. Uh, Secret, the mystery opponent for Danny Havoc, which um, I was very happy with because Masada, honestly, I'd rather Masada is a deathmatch wrestler than Viking. Nothing against Viking, but right. you kind of puzzled, why is Masada not in this, but like a Jimmy Lloyd is in this before, you know, Viking dropped out. So it was kind of like a no-brainer to have Masada in it anyway. The only reason I could think of not to put him in is because he's been in every one of them, so maybe you want to mix it up. But, I mean, he's like a go-to. He's one of the best death rush match wrestlers in the world. And, uh, I mean, this this match showed why. I mean, he this was fucking awesome. And Masada knows how to do shit to make it look brutal. He put the skewers in his head. He hit him with light tubes on top of the skewers. You know, we've seen the skewers a million times out of him, but he, he keeps adding elements to it and doing things that makes it look that much more brutal. He threw the pane of glass on on uh, Danny. Danny's on the outside, and he just yeah. threw the pane over the top rope. I'm yeah. fucking one of the most brutal things he could have done with that pane of glass. He's a deathmatch genius when it comes down to it, because he knows how to do shit in that ring. No matter how small or how big it is, he makes it look as big as it could possibly be. Yeah, it's it's funny when we had him on the show last week. I was uh, I was kind of bitching about like CZW half-assing barbed wire matches, and he was, and he was asking me like, well, what do they use? And I was like baseball bat you know he was like that's all i need you know right and it's just nasty why you know it's like yeah he doesn't really need much you give him a couple fucking skewers and he'll make a whole fucking match out of it dude that pane of glass to the outside though that was like out of everything on this show that was like one of my favorite spots because uh i'd really never seen like somebody just throw a pane of glass on somebody's head you know and just have it shatter maybe once or twice but this shattered like perfectly like like visually it was just fucking it was awesome to see that 
You know? Yeah, it reminded me of um, Tournament of Death 2, um, Mondo Zandig, that big roof bump everyone remembers. But it yeah. was a two out of three light tube log cabins match. And the match wasn't over when they came off of that roof. Right. So there were still log cabins to go through. And Mondo picked up the cabin of light tubes and threw it on Zandig outside of the ring. Yeah. You know, just picked up a log cabin and just tossed it on him over the top rope. Right. And it reminded me of like that type of spot, like super, super brutal. And the crash of the glass and, the you know, the vibe of that is just awesome. Yeah, I, I did really like this match. And, of course, you know, um, I agree Masada is definitely a, a better opponent for Danny Havoc than Viking was, a bigger name. I mean, this, it, this if anything, I mean, yeah, this is like the perfect guy that could have got it. Was, it was kind of predictable. But, I mean, that's, you know, there's only so many deathmatch guys out there and especially big names where you know if they're teasing that they're not going to announce it on their facebook you expect it to be big so you're looking at it like all right well there's only so many guys that aren't booked on this show that are big names that would legitimately be worth not mentioning you know and masada was pretty much the big one i think their draw was going to be what it was going to be so i i i mean i don't think they would have gained from announcing it but i would have announced this yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't think it would have made a difference at all i don't think one person would have came whether you know if it was Devin Moore or Masada same amount of people would have came um but yeah I think I think their whole thing is they, they like doing a lot of surprises which I enjoy and I appreciate but at the same time dude if you're doing surprises like my main thing is like dude kayfabe is dead I get it try at least just right. try a little bit you know I saw Masada walking around the parking lot I'm like all right well dude yeah it's Masada like how much of a surprise can it be you know right. like there's a back entrance Fucking bring this guy in a, in a tinted car. You know what I mean? Who, dude, who's got a tinted car? Any of the fans? Who got, you got a tinted car? Okay, cool, man. We'll copy tonight. Let's go pick up Masada. You know, have somebody fucking come out. Call somebody from the inside of the building. Have them come out. You know, check out the area. Is there any, any fans hanging out back? No. Right, now's a good time to bring him in the building. You I know, mean, just, he could have showed up with you when there was no fans there, and yeah. you would have been the only one that knew. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> just have him come early and have him sit in the back. Uh, Schlack, I mean, uh, that's that's one that, uh, and I think he just arrived late. You know, they just asked him like, "Hey, you're gonna be like in the beginning of the show. Just don't show up till fucking 4 p.m. or whatever the case was." Because mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure like we were the only ones that pretty much saw Schlack. Where everybody else, the parking lot was empty when we we're going in, and uh, right. he was he just came in. So, th- I mean, they tried with that, um, but uh, you know what they could no, have actually. Done. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm I'm totally lying. Actually, I'm getting this shit mixed up because I went to the bathroom. In the middle of the fucking, uh, like, probably like 2 p.m. or something, like two hours before the show even opens up. Uh, and I went in and actually did see Schlack in there. Schlack was actually in there yeah. with Zandig. He was pissing on a picture of Zandig in the, yeah. in the urinal. <laughs> yeah. like, he was actually doing this again there with Zandig, and they were, they were like, you know, they were working out the spot. So I'm like, oh, dude, well, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll be there. I, I, I see where this is going, you know? Yeah. So no, um, yeah, no, no, no sense of kayfabe. Like, dude, if Zandig's gonna interact with Schlack, just have him do it backstage. You know cool. what they could have done, which would have been pretty cool, since there were so many wrestlers there that weren't actually wrestling and and everything. Most of the guys keep their gear in the car and stuff like that. Run a couple fucking entrance themes and have the guy walk to the entrance way. You know what I mean? Have yeah. have Monster Max entrance music hit. Have him just step to the entrance way like the curtain. Show himself, another music hits, that guy shows himself, Masada's music hits, he splits the crowd, fucking hits the ring, fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, I, it would have been something like, oh shit, it's, oh shit, it's, oh, it's Rory, it's, it, it's Monster Mac, and then boom, it's fucking, it's Masada. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's that's kind of hard though, because what, what just, would they do? What would they do with Rory in the match? Armchair quarterbacking. What? No, what I mean, you you just Rory? tease that. You know, you tease like it's this guy, it's that guy, it's none of them, it's Masada. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess yeah. Um, they don't have to be in the match because you play their music. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, like I don't know. They Going into it, then like wouldn't Rory like in, in storyline purposes be like, well, what the fuck, like <laughs> you know. They'll pay the guy with a burger. It's fine. I show it. Yeah. yeah. Pay him with a burger. Yeah. Yeah. Pay him Bro. with a burger. Um, Danny, Danny Havoc and Masada, back to this match, though. I really dug this. The skewer spots were crazy. I think he put something in his uh in his arms too. Mm-hmm. Um which is always always fucking crazy to me, dude. I mean the skewers that's that's one thing, man. No matter how many times I see it, that shit still fucking makes me cringe, man. That is like yeah. You know, I've seen those guys just fucking have them dangle off their heads for the next fucking five minutes while they're taking chair shots, man. It's just like, yeah, just... Oh, I know they're no. running and they're just like flipping around yeah. in their head. <laughs> yeah. Looking like, like fucking Jesus unicorns Christ. running around. Looking like yeah, fucking yeah. New Day running around. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the chair shots and the suplex with those shits in their head are always scary. Like, man, those things could take a fucking angle on you. Yeah, dude. Right, see, I Especially... it was just me. I did. I thought it was just me, and I'm just like, oh my god, this could really fuck someone. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you, you know that. the clearance of your head. Now add like another fucking foot plus, you know? Or uh, fuck that, dude. Not only that, just imagine like if they break wrong in your head, you know? If you if yeah. like the tip breaks in your fucking skull, dude. Now you got to go and fucking get that taken care of and taken out. I mean, it's it's wood. You're gonna get, you could get fucking tiny splinters in your head and just have them fucking break off. And it, that, that would just be annoying to me. Get it infected and shared your forehead now has a huge scar because you fucking rolled around in other dudes' blood and fucking got splinters in your head. Annoying, annoying yeah. is the word you go with. That would be just annoying. Yeah, pretty fucking. <laughs> this is annoying. This gaping wound that's infected yeah. on my head. This is annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna wood. wood. My head is so irritating. Oh, that's dude. A lot of them would probably look at it as just annoying. You know? yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, again, better them than me. All right. That's fine. Uh, I'm pretty sure low life Louie. Like, if you fucking you know, take some crazy shit, he won't get up the next day and like complain about it. It's like, yeah, this is pretty annoying. Oh yeah. I mean, at, at the very most, I mean, they might not even mention it. But I remember, um, I think it was 2015. Tremont had to have some kind of like bicep surgery or something. He's just like, yeah, brother. I had a piece of glass stuck in there from a couple months back. They took yeah. it out. It was black. It was like fucking. <laughs> yeah, I just had a piece of glass on my bicep for a couple months. It was fucking oh. black when they took it out. Like, oh, okay. No big deal. Dude, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned this. Okay. It's funny you mentioned this because uh, when we were grilling yesterday, uh, so like Gage came by and then Havoc came by and then they're casually just having a conversation next to us. And uh, Danny Havoc goes, yeah, I got this uh, piece of glass that's kind of like moved up down my arm. I think I'm pretty sure it started out over here, and now it's over here, so I got to get this one actually <laughs> taken care of. They're just sitting there just sharing fucking stories about like getting glass stuck in their bodies and just finding it months and months later. Like, what the fuck, man? That is, yeah. You can't just have a casual conversation like that. Just fucking, yeah, dude, I got, I don't know what this is from. Maybe it's a fucking half a skewer in my arm. You know, I got to probably, I should probably take care of this. It was just, it's fucking crazy to me, man. It's oh, absolutely yeah. insane to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but, to um, me, this was the first really good match. I think this was the example of, of what they should have been doing the first two matches. And again, 
you know, you're kind of handcuffed with the Jimmy and, and Gage thing. Because it was going to be a squash, win, lose, or draw. It was just a matter of whether Jimmy was going to make it look good at all, which I just don't feel he did. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Jimmy and Gage match, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, the Takeda and the, and the Crane, I honestly thought it wasn't, it wasn't bad or anything, but I expected more from it because I thought, like, you know. And if they didn't botch those spots, it would have delivered. It would have been fucking sure. absolute insanity, you know. I was expecting, like, a Schlack and Crane from this, you know. This was kind of like the same vibe where you would get those uh, crazy, crazy weapons. And I knew, uh, I knew it. Like, the scissors, as soon as I knew that was being used, the, the saws, I was like, oh, dude, this is all, this is all Crane. No one else is taking this shit. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. If they didn't go wrong, they would have been good. But you know, <laughs> yeah. But um, all right. Well, let's let's get into the next match. The next match uh, had the whole Zandig thing. Why, why don't you go ahead and uh give give your whole thoughts on this one? Well, you know, it was the Zandig Tremont match. It started out with the whole Schlack angle. Schlack came out. Um, and you know, I should have fucking knew this too because. It was, I think, Thursday. Wax put up a picture of the fishing hooks or the the body suspension hooks, and posted. I think I might go fishing Saturday. LOL. And I should have made the fucking connection and went. They're definitely stringing someone up on Saturday because, again, like I was talking with the hanging thing, it's only done by Wax because Wax is the actual professional at doing that. If there is a professional. Um, it's wax, you know, he knows what he's doing so they don't just tear through someone's body or, you know, do something major. So, you know, if someone's going to do it, it's going to be wax. And sure enough, there was wax to deliver the the hooks in the back. Uh, they did that whole, uh, you know, suspension angle. Um, a couple things with this. Um, first off, I thought it was hilarious that wax was trying to, or schlack, I should say a lot of silly names. Uh, Schlack was trying to like throw kicks at Zandig while he was fucking <laughs> hanging like these little toe kicks that wouldn't have made any damage, but he was still trying to make some contact <laughs> while, while Trima and fucking Zandig are fighting. You just see Schlack's fucking foot like flailing out, like just trying to boot him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, dude, even if you were hanging like, you know, kayfabe, whatever you want to talk. I mean, you're hanging from your back's. You would figure being still would be probably the most important thing about that. And he's, like, fucking trying to throw little kicks. That uh, shit was fucking funny. Um, the other part that, um, I guess, I, how, how did Schlack get down? Did, like, they they did brought they, him down. They yeah, well, that's the dumbest fucking thing ever. You got yeah, the guy in the match. Before his match, he fucking strings him up. Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm out of here. And then... So someone lets him down before the match is over. Well, what what happened is well, one with the uh, let's let's start off with this because this, this is like a big big question mark to me. Zandig came out a fucking bloody mess. You guys saw that? Yeah, it's a yeah. Fucking mess. And I'm like, well, how the fuck did he start bleeding? Because like, I don't know if they like recorded a backstage segment where they they were doing the hooks in the back. Like they, I'm hoping that's the case where Schlack and Zandig had a brawl in the back. Probably. You know, maybe that's something for the DVD. Um, I'm hoping it replaces the uh, the pep talks from last year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's happening, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening. But uh, so I'm I'm hoping that's that's a reason because I, I certainly hope they didn't just have fucking Zandig just gig himself that deep for no reason and just come out bleeding like a fucking mess. You know, um, the second thing, him kicking. I actually I dug that because it, it shows how crazy he is. Oh, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like yo, this dude is fucking like just like. 
you know, his back is being torn apart and he's at least still trying. You know what I mean? Just it was cool, but it was legitimately crazy. Like, it wasn't yeah. even, like, work yeah. crazy. It was like, this fucking guy's out of his mind. I just don't know who the fuck would let him down before the match is over. Well, that's, to- that's, that's the thing. So what happened is while Tremont and Zandig are having the match, Wax is still, like, punching on uh, Schlack and shit. He brings him down and he's still attacking him. And then I guess Schlack got away from Wax and got in the ring. That's, I mean, I'm pretty sure. That's what that happened. doesn't make a shitload of sense either. Like, let me lessen the pain on you in order to punch you. Like, what the yeah. fuck? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know. <laughs> they had to bring him down eventually, I guess. Yeah, after the match would be a good idea. You know, he cost the fucking guy the match. Yeah. So they bring him down. He cost him the match. Uh, all of a sudden, Wax, you know, the hooks couldn't keep Schlack. The fucking John Zandig couldn't keep him off of. Wax comes in like fucking Superman and drags Schlack out of the fucking place. Which, okay, there you go. Um, The other thing I didn't get either is, like, they just kind of, like, ushered him out the door, like, with Joker at the beginning of the show. What exactly was keeping him from coming back? Like, I don't And why did it take him, like, two matches to come back? I don't know, man. Like, you know the front door was wide the fuck open. I don't, I don't, I I mean, that's that's fine with me if they don't do that stuff. But in the past, they've done things like, you know, um... Like like the police thing, or the police take him out, and he fucking breaks back in the door with a handcuff dragging from one hand, or yeah. you know what I mean, like or, or like the whole fucking locker room mobs him and takes him out and shit like this, or hits him with a spot so you could think maybe he's down for a minute. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, the last thing I think I, I, they want is is the police to have anything to do with this event, man. I well, I know. That. I mean, just like dude in a cop uniform. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe low life Louie can put on a cop uniform. <laughs> yeah, that would show. Do that. But, I mean, but, um, you, you know, you could walk right out the door, go to your car, fucking come back. What the fuck's keeping Schlack from walking in that same fucking door? Yeah. But, I mean, dude, I, I really actually dug this angle. I um, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, visually, it looked cool as shit to see fucking Zandig just bleeding that heavily, fighting with Tremont while fucking Schlack is in the background just hanging, you know? I thought it was dope. I, I liked it, and I thought um, it, they did kind of give it away because... Uh, Kevin Scally, big big shout out to him. I know he listens to the show and shit. He actually gave me a heads up about the wax thing because he saw the same thing that you're referring to. Uh-huh. Um, I just actually forgot to mention that on the show on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, so I mean, they, they got to stop doing that where they tease the big spot and just kind of gets out, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's funny that we were actually just talking about this like two weeks ago with the original. Uh, the hanging, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, the thing is, is I think in ring this match was terrible, too. I really don't think it was good. And I think at this point in Zandig's career, life, whatever you want to say, I don't think he's capable of, like, tearing it the fuck up. I mean, he'll yeah. take some crazy shit, he'll get cut up. But I think this was also this was also designed to kind of protect Zandig in the match and just give him a shorter out. Yeah, no, definitely. You know? I mean, this is exactly what I expected. I expected because they just wanted to present chaos, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. they did. And I think they felt like they didn't need to actually put on a real match. They could just do a couple light tubes here, you know, a couple staples here, which I, I was fine with. I actually, I really like this one. Um, yeah. I, I dug this. I like, I mean, I, I wanted to see Zandig and Tremont. It wasn't obviously as good as I expected them to, yeah. to have a match. But, like, you know, as soon as I saw Zandig, I was like, oh, yeah, he doesn't look like he's, you know, in the best shape ever. You know, he's not going to be fucking killing it out there doing fucking frog splashes and shit, you know. Nah, and I think the spectacle of it and what they did with the hanging and everything made it good. Again, I don't think what went on in the ring was very good. There was a lot of just sloppiness and that the one little Irish whip segment that they did. Uh, that was the craziest little 
trade off um, I've seen it in a while. That was fucking crazy. They like, slipped <laughs> off each other's arms and fucking ran back to each other to fucking help them come back to the middle of the ring. To, like it was fucking silly. And uh, <laughs> it was just like, oh, oh, okay, I see where we're at. But you know, it's like they were supposed to have the the dream matches: Zandig and Tremont. Um, the date with Destiny. That was the you know the fuck the fans show. Um, well. That really couldn't come to pass. Zandig had a broken back. There's the dream match of Zandig Tremont. We're never going to get, you know, 2001 Zandig versus Tremont. You know, obviously the dream match of Gage and Tremont, we got everything, and we'll talk about that. We got everything we could have wanted and more. But we really aren't going to get old school Zandig versus Tremont and have it be the best it can be. So. You know, they did some things that made that match so entertaining because of the, the other elements to it. And, you know, that's, right. a, that's a good idea. Right. And I think, I think seeing Schlack and Zandig next to each other, I mean, that, that's, that's something I, I can get invested in. I know, like, Schlack will probably have to take all the bumps. And um, I think if they did Zandig and Tremont at a, at a different show, like, they could fucking kill it because Tremont will just kill himself and Zandig will take one or two spots and that'll be it. Uh, sure. This show, I mean, clearly, as we'll get into later... Tremont had to save something for later, man, because that dude fucking, sure. you know, you, you can't just do three rounds of just pure insanity and just give, you know, finals worthy quality every fucking match when you're doing three of them tonight. Right. And I almost forgot, but this is where I wanted to bring up Zandig's fantastic mic work. He gets on the mic and he starts talking about <laughs> no, uh, only uh, no, no schlack, only Jesus. <laughs> and then then after the match. He gets like he's turned his Jesus thing to not only like was he like shocked that like the hate club thought they were going to take him out and he, he went, Jesus, you know, hate club. You, you think yeah. this is fucking you, you think this is over? Jesus, you know, that that's where yeah. it came from. Now he's gone out of his mind, I believe, and <laughs> got on the mic and, and decided to go. No schlack, no God. I am Jesus. <laughs> I am yeah. Jesus, he says. Holy shit. That That's was the funniest thing. Fantastic. Jesus! Holy shit, that was funny. The funniest thing was when he, when he was doing the Jesus thing in, in the crowd, and he did it like three, four times, and it got a pop, and then he asked for a mic and did it again on the mic. <laughs> and it's like all on camera. You know, it just it just looked silly, man. It's, it looked fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I, I really dug this, man. I mean, and, and mostly because of the whole schlack thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the whole suspension thing. This actually worked though, because I I think like it, like like I said, the visual was was cool as shit. Most importantly, are you a fan of Jesus? <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not big on religion. Well, but, um, yeah. if that's your thing. God bless you. But uh, fucking dude, uh, the one thing that was hilarious to me is is somebody gives fucking Schlack a beer, and this guy's just casually drinking the beer while he's <laughs> that. The pictures of that was just fucking insane. <laughs> This dude, he looks like he's just hanging out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this this guy is fucking nuts, man. He's just he's hilarious, and the, the way he walks, man, is the is the best thing ever, man. He walks like a penguin because he's so big. He just like waddles around. Yeah, he's like the Tasmanian devil, dude. He really is, man. He's fucking. <laughs> he's he's so fucking wide bodied, you know. And he's like he's not a tall dude. He's just like all just fucking. Just, just wide as shit, man. But yeah, uh, far more than like the Taz wrestler ever was, he resembles right, right. the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> yeah, this this guy looks a lot more like the Tasmanian. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. I just I only think about this is I just want to know how Zandig was bleeding that much, you know. I'm hoping that there's a backstage segment that they recorded for it, which uh, I think is cool because I don't think enough companies do that, you know. They just present you match after match after match, and um, they have good quality cameras and stuff, man, for these shows. You know, they can they can do a bunch of good shit back there. So we'll see. But uh, what was what was the next match? I guess it's the semifinals. The yeah, the next match was the um. Hmm, this was Gage and um, Jesus Christ, Takeda. Uh, Takeda. Uh, Takeda. Right? Yeah, Takeda. Yeah. Sorry. Yep, Takeda and Gage. Uh, this Takeda was fucking crazy. This was what I wanted out of the the Takeda and Crane match. I think this came together a lot more fluid, and they actually found a, like a groove. You know, we were actually able to to move through this match, do nutty nutty shit, but not botch half of everything that went on. And uh, I just thought yeah. this this looked a lot better no i agree this was definitely this was definitely a much better match even boxman actually texted me in the middle of the show and was like holy shit this match is fucking crazy i didn't know they actually like could like wrestle (laughs) no this match to me was fucking incredible gage can fucking wrestle dude i didn't know that i'm sorry i just don't know much about him but bro this match was fucking really good Mm. i mean the crazy spots you know aside the match was fucking good yeah, yeah it told a good story, man. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. A really good smack. Really good shit, man. During this match, uh, Larry Larry Legend uh, <laughs> asked on commentary, "What do you think about the attire? You know, I'm all about the fashion. Uh, I mean, this is why they were both horrible on commentary because, uh, you know, MLJ was so unbelievably embarrassingly drunk, and Larry was just like." <laughs> Just gaying it up, you know? And, you know, you can be gay, do what you want to do, but, like, please stop calling the Deathmatch wrestlers fucking delicious, like, candy and shit like this while we're trying to watch ultraviolence. I mean, they're they're fucking murdering each other, and you're talking about, oh, man, what do you think about his outfit for today? Like, it's just, I don't know. I I don't think it's the place for that. Yeah. Yeah, the commentary was definitely awful. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being fucking sensitive or homophobic or I don't know. That's fine. But fuck, man. Yeah. I think we actually have a, you know, a couple of clips that we'll play in a in a second of, of some of the awful commentary. That they got yeah. Playing. But, um, yeah, I mean, Takeda and, and fucking Gage, this was a bloodbath. I mean, this this kind of was uh, bloody enough to be a finals match. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you can main event a fucking show with most of these matches. Um, I think, you know, Gage and Takeda could definitely main event any deathmatch fucking oh, yeah. tournament, any show mm-hmm. out there. So, you know, to get this second round, uh, which, uh, you know, the, it was a predictable show. I mean, our, our predictions exactly were exactly yeah. what happened. Back-to-back uh, commentary quotes were um, MLJ calling Nick Gage, Nick frickin' Gage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With no emotion either, just Nick frickin' Gage. You know, like nothing yeah. to hide it, you know. Nick frickin' Gage. And then uh <laughs> and then uh Larry going, Nick looking finer than candy in those fatigues. <laughs> and at which point, you know, I mean you had to know there was a bad decision made on commentary. You had to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between I the two things, you had to go, all right, uh, you know. I've heard I've never seen Larry like Pair it up on commentary. Like, fucking fantastic commentary. I mean, you, you could, there's wrestlers that you can just put in that place, and they know when to jump in, when not to. They have expertise. They have a little bit better of a, 
a feeling on what they should be doing to not disrespect the match. I, I would side with that. You know what? It's, it's funny you say that, right? Because they had the perfect person in the building. Any, any idea who I'm talking about? It's like the, it's the fucking perfect person to do commentary. Somebody that likes to do it and somebody that, that's, that's actually entertaining on the mic. Uh, Monster Mac? Yep. Monster Mac used to do the Jersey All Pro fucking you know, TV shows. Yeah, I think he would have done a great job. Fuck. Dude, he would have been perfect. Entertaining as fuck. You know, he's a funny dude. Knows his spots. Knows, knows actually about deathmatch wrestling. He's been booked on. History book. and all that shit. Exactly. Yeah. He would have been fucking perfect. And he's already hanging out there for free, like probably. So just, mm-hmm. you know. I'm sure he wouldn't have mind. He's there yeah. to hang out. I'm sure he was enjoying himself. So, and you can tell, like, this, this show was special because literally wrestlers were just coming out to watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Rory just came out to hang out. He didn't show up on any spots or anything. You know, Monster Mac just came out to watch this shit. Um, there, was, there was a bunch of people. I mean, Homicide and those guys, aside from, you know, them doing the spot, they, they were watching the show. You know what I mean? Usually, mm-hmm. they're all, everybody's backstage. Main event, dude, the, I mean, we'll get into it. The locker room was out. Everybody fucking was watching it. It was all about Nick freaking Gage. Yeah, man, Nick freaking Gage. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Boxman, do you have a uh, do you have that audio? You want me to start at one thirty two thirty five? Yeah, you can, you can play the whichever one. Any all of them are terrible. So any any I'll will just do. start at one thirty two and we'll go from there. How's that? Yeah, I think I think uh, this is Larry Legend. Yeah, give me give me some some, some fantastic really commentary. But uh, anything else you got on the Takeda and the Gage? Any any particular spots that you really like? Um. Nah, nothing I could think of offhand. Um, th- it was just bananas, man. Th- this was the match that I wanted to see. Um, you know, th- we expected this to be second round. It completely delivered. This is what you fly Takeda in for. Um, you know, again, Jun Kasai is probably the most legendary as far as current Japanese deathmatch wrestlers. And I'm not talking like Onita going back. I mean, still currently tearing it up, doing the thing. You know, um, as far as Big Japan goes, it- Obviously, Jun Kasai is the guy, um, but probably the craziest guy in Japan is Takeda. I mean, he's Kasai's prodigy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's his right. his student pretty much. So uh, he's kind of the guy you want to book for a deathmatch tournament that's going to go above and beyond and do the craziest shit on the planet. Um, because you know he's still he's still a full full fledged deathmatch wrestler. Where Kasai's, I mean, he I've keep hearing rumors that he's wrapping it up, but every time I see him, it doesn't look like he's wrapping it up. So I, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, man. I've heard from people that it's it's super hard to get him back in the States. I mean, people have tried. Um, yeah. So that kind of led me to believe that he's kind of wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. Um, if he is, I'm guessing he would probably do at least one last run in the in the States. And by run, I mean one show um, in the States. If anything, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to be CZW. Um, maybe but, we'll see. Maybe it's just yeah. I mean, that one last run, if that one last run was winning Tournament of Death, I think that's a pretty solid outing. You know? Right, right. But then that was like three years ago, though, you know? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think if he's going to It's not good for fans because they want yeah, more, but... Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good fucking last time in the States I won Tournament of Death. Yeah. And that, that was my favorite Tournament of Death that I attended to, uh... Mm, so yeah, it was a great, great show. That's when people say that, you know, the tournament that has sucked since, you know, 01 or, you know, or, you know, the yeah. 2000s or it, it's bullshit. The, the Kasai one was fucking yeah, that was insane. insane. Yeah, that was insane, dude. Yeah. Arrow Boy and Masada from, from the beginning. I didn't even know Arrow Boy is. I was like, holy fuck. This is a fucking yeah, show. it was so good. So good. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, let's go on to the to the next match. I think uh what was the next one? We had Masada and we had Tremont. Which uh Nope. No. We had uh Joey and um and Joker. That's when that, that came in. So we had Joker. Oh, is it? I thought that was yeah. that was right before the main event. Now they, they kept I think uh I'm pretty sure they kept the um didn't, didn't they, they split they, it by that or no? Am no, I wrong? That was that was before the main event. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, next was next was Masada and Tremont. Okay. Unless they cut it differently on the on the on the video, but in person, I mean Joker. Do you remember? Because I don't know. No, the uh Joey Janela Joker was right before the final. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. It was the semi main event, I guess you could call it. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. It's 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 to break it up for a little bit. Sure. Um but yeah, Masada and Tremont was next, which uh, we've gotten this before. We got it in Texas, which I thought was pretty shitty because I thought this, the CZW crowd should have got that match live. Yeah. Uh, give it away in fucking Texas. I understand it was cheaper back then. But um, I mean, cool thing with Masada is he, he's on the East Coast now. So a lot mm-hmm. of fucking you can see him at Jersey All Pro. You can see him at, you know, um, CZW, GCW. So it, it'll be nice. And hopefully, yep. I mean, I know he wants to do more wrestling, wrestling. So hopefully, some other companies beyond maybe you know some other companies bring him in and have him do some matches against some other guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how much of the you know um, there's the heat between him and Dickinson. I, I wonder how much of that uh, still exists. If there is still a complete you know one or the other type situation beyond books Dickinson pretty heavily. So you know, I, I'm wondering if that you know, comes into play. I mean, if, if they yes, can't they, come to terms on actually working each other, I could hope at some point they come to terms or at least be able to be in the same building, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the one beyond show Masada did Dickinson was on that. Was he? Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was the one match okay. against Steen, uh, Kevin Steen and Masada. Um, was, was that before or after they had a problem? I don't that was, know. that was after it. Was it? Yeah, it was after it. Okay. Um, that was right before Steen left. So. Yeah, I just haven't seen much of that at all as far as being in the same building. Anytime CZW did bring back Dickinson, Masada wasn't there. And, you right. Know. Yeah. That's, hopefully, I mean, they can move forward with it. Probably yeah. it's better for the fans and easier for, you know, promotions to book both. But uh, we'll see. Yes. Yeah, so this was a great match. I mean, I, you know, I, I like both of these guys. These guys, you know, again, very, very professional as far as how to work a match and, you know, and make it look good and brutal and all of that at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the fucking the skewers in this match were fucking disgusting because he kind of gave him the, the devil's horns. He gave it to him on both sides. Uh-huh. And then he did it in the arms, too, man. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting, you know. Yeah, this man. dude's about to fucking go into the finals and he just got fucking a hundred skewers put into him, you know. This is. Overall, it was fucking crazy, though, man. Light tubes, barbed wire, you, you fucking name it. They used it. Um, they had a ton of fucking weapons, dude. I mean, I looked underneath the ring once the show was done, dude. There was, like, fucking, like, six rolls of barbed wire left. So Shit. they can do as much. <laughs> they can do as much. Dead, they're ready for it. Um, they had so many light tubes that they, I mean, I was going to buy a box and take it up there. And they actually just told me, like, dude, save your money. We have, we have so much that it's enough. And I saw yeah. why, because... Uh, they didn't. They didn't show us like all the tubes for the for the main event, you know. And uh, I just seen the tube set up for for the whole show, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of light, you know. Because main event, I was I, I knew I was like, dude, they're gonna fucking take the ropes down. The whole fucking rope is gonna be full of tubes, which I was wrong. 
But um, I thought they were going to try to like do like the two hundred light tube match with like you know right. kind of go back to that. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was crazy, man. It, was, <laughs> it is what it is. You get Masada and fucking Tremont. I mean, it's it's hard to be a letdown with that, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But overall, I mean, semifinals. I thought I thought they they all fucking killed it. You know, absolutely fucking killed it. Yeah. Uh, and again, Takeda and Crane. I was I was fine with that. The only match I, I disliked from the show was Gage and. And Lloyd, and that was what five minutes of the show, you know. I mean, it was, it was fast, yeah, it's just a fucking yeah. beat down, that's all it was. Yeah. But, um, the main thing so far was that schlack moment for me, man. I, I really dug that stuff. And, um, Tremont and Zandig, I, I really did like that. But, um, yeah, I think the next one was the Joker and, and Janelle, if you yeah, that one. yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joey Lloyd and uh, Joker, Joey Lloyd, <laughs> this dude. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Joey's fucking great in the ring, but can we can we stop by a gym? Can we fucking drive by a gym? Can we jog around a gym? It's funny you bring that up, man. Xavier uh, put that thing up earlier. Christ. That I sent you. Uh, Xavier, former, you know, of course, like first Ring of Honor champion and yeah. all that all that good stuff. Uh, he put up a thing today saying, like, yeah, like these new indie guys just, just look like they belong in the shindies. It doesn't look like any of them have a gym membership, you know, like, <laughs> just visually it's fucking disgusting. Like, they, they don't represent wrestlers, which yeah. uh, a lot of the times I agree with them. And I mean, yeah. I mean, Joey's great in the ring. The thing is, I'm a Joey fan. I don't say this shit because I want to knock him, but, like, I think he deserves to be in, in a higher spot. He, he should get bookings all over the fucking place. He should be on PWG. He should be in all sorts of companies. But I, I think, you know, he could look better. I think if he presented himself better, his phone would be ringing off the fucking hook. And, and maybe whatever he's getting is good enough for him. I don't know. But, I mean, as a fan, I'd like to see it a little better. This match was fucking great. You know, they, they involved Homicide, they involved uh, G's, uh, you know, at the very end, they, they brought Teddy after the match. But, um, you know, this match was great. They went all over the place. They beat the shit out of each other. A lot of good spots. You know, I, I mean, it was great. Yeah. Uh, the one one thing I think of Joey actually wasn't, wasn't like, good shape and, you know, added up a little mass and all that stuff. I think, you know, Ring of Honor, they probably would have signed him by now. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, the guy, like... You know, he has so much, like, personality, and he's charismatic. You can tell, like, the guy could get over on TV, you know. They, they can put a fucking company around this guy. So, yeah. if PWG and Ring of Honor haven't brought him in yet, I don't I don't really see it being anything other than him just not being in, in you know, great shape. Um, yeah. And even, you know, because they signed Leo. You know, they, they had Leo for a little while, Ring of Honor. So, right. I think when he was doing that big feud with Joey... They probably would have just brought in the two of them and let them do yeah. a match under the Ring of Honor banner, you know? A lot of or times PWG. they take those matches on tour. And it was yeah. great, great lineup. Dude, PWG, same thing, you know? Like, they would have brought mm. in and done a Leo and Janela match and fucking made it even crazier than the CZW yeah. matches, you know? Oh, yeah. Like you said, a ton of people have done that. I mean, Punk and Cabana is the perfect fucking example. They traveled the fucking, all the, across the fucking country with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Chris Hero, Punk, same thing. Hero at Kingston. Yeah, yeah, that went fucking everywhere. One of one of my favorite CZW fucking feuds. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Callahan and fucking Drake Younger killing it all over the place. There's, yeah, there's oh, a ton of shit out there. You know, Kevin Steen and fucking Generico. You know, that, that yeah. went from Canada to fucking Mexico to the U.S. Travel with that shit and made a ton of fucking money. Well, maybe not a ton, but I mean, they made more money than they would have if they didn't fucking travel with it. So, but um. Yeah, I mean, this match was fucking crazy. I, I really liked what it was. It was it was good to kind of break it up. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting tired of fucking tubes. I mean, the whole fucking building was just covered in fucking dust, dude. I mean, like, literally, like, <laughs> I, after every match, man, I went outside, you know, got some air, came back in, got some air, came back in. Because it's a small venue, man, you know? It's a, my favorite venue, but it's a small venue. But that, hands down, is, is still my fucking favorite venue. I mean, for wrestling, it's, it's fucking perfect, you know? Um, and just being there ever since seeing that roof spot, you know, every time I walk by that fucking spot, it just, it just kind of, kind of reminds you, you know, so you kind of get just, I don't know. I just get good vibes from that building. You know, I just like, <laughs> like there. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this match was the finish. Uh, he did some kind of, and again, I think the body kind of came into play here because he did some kind of like rolling bridge, but he didn't even bridge. He, yeah. he laid on his own shoulders, which would technically pin him too. Yeah, and the three count went down with him not even putting his arms back on the mat. Like he almost, he he might have had his arms folded, and just yeah. bridging on his own shoulders. It's just like I, I mean, you could pin a guy a million fucking ways. Like if you're beyond the bridge at this point, that's fine. Just let's not fucking do a bridge. Yeah, I think I think he was honestly probably blown up by the end, man. This was a long fucking match. I mean, there's yeah. a million ways to pin a guy. <laughs> I mean, <it's> just, <laughs> um, something else would have been fine. I mean, they might as well just make an angle out of it and, and say that fucking they get a rematch because they both got pinned, you know? <laughs> By and now, the like commentary that. kept calling, uh, I think, Larry or somebody, they kept calling it some some kind of crazy shit, some kind of, like, rainbow fucking... He, he kept yelling rainbow something. Rainbow, yeah. rainbow the rain- suplex or something like that. Yeah, he kept calling it he, the rainbow something. They hit him with the rainbow, uh, the rainbow bridge. I don't know if it was the rainbow bridge because that would have been, like, when the animals die and they go over the rainbow bridge. I don't think that's uh, the same thing. But, um, yeah, it's like, uh, ah, fuck, I forget what he, he kept calling it. It wasn't the Rainbow Connection. That's another thing, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I didn't know there was a name for that horrible bridge. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, fucking, it was fucking weird. Um, the, the one... Th- yeah, go go ahead and play that play that uh, Larry Legend. I'm not, I'm, I'm not Caribbean Larry right now. You're not Guapo Emil J right now. But Masada is the ultraviolet beast. Mark shot. Through the ropes to the outside. Follows him. Farm. Can you barely understand anything Emil J is saying? You can't understand. He is. He's, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't drink while we're doing a fucking podcast, but I don't usually get slurry either. Or yeah, I think I think, I think I gave you the wrong time. Play a different clip. That wasn't the one that I, I was talking about. All right, hold on. Yeah. There, there were some that, man, I didn't timestamp any of it, but, man, there was some, holy shit. Like, he tries to make a point, and he starts out, and he's like, that was just, you know, that was, that was, that was, uh, Man, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like <laughs> like a bunch of drunk motherfuckers sitting around, and like some shit comes out of the one dude's mouth, and the other guy goes, "You're fucking wasted, bro." Yeah. Like that—that's how he was. That's that's your commentary. Well, dude, I mean, half the commentary was them talking about drinking. You know what I mean? They weren't even calling the match half the time. So it was just like talking about how fucked up they are. How many times did he make like a you're so high reference? Every time (laughs) he goes to stand on the table, he's like, be careful, Larry. Larry, be careful, man. Yay, man. Be careful. No, no, seriously. Seriously, be careful. All right, man, you're so high right now. Like you're so high, like literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's like, all right, bro. I got the one, the the one thirty two thirty five queued up here. Right. Yeah, let's see if let's see if uh, that's one for you. Let's, let's see if you were right, Sheen. Here we go. Yeah. Care. He don't care about the well-being of Tremont and bulldozer collectibles. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just fuck it. Breaking what seemed to be the 2017 version of Allegra's window. Well, are you getting near the mic, you doofus? And this is this is what you get for for the most part on the commentary. It's just them just being saying like, oh, yeah, uh, fuck it, man. You know, like, yeah, dude, we're fucking we're fucking ten beers deep. Like literally, the the ten beers deep thing was like an ongoing thing with Emil. He was just talking about how many beers he had. Was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and at some it, point, Larry even mentioned, like, yeah, it's just part of our drunken commentary. And it's like, that's <laughs> not a cool thing, bro. Like, you guys shouldn't be so fucking proud of this. This is fucking crazy. The, the one part I wanted to clip, and I, I may have had the, I may have sent him the wrong time, was when uh, Nick Gage comes out and Larry Legend says he's, he's been putting dicks in the dirt in prison for the last fucking seven years. <laughs> no, he didn't say, he said he put, oh, I'm not even going to say it, but he used the N-word. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes no difference what he said. I was, the funny part was putting dicks in the dirt, man. Like, the horrible part was the end word that he about? threw in there. Jesus, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it, was, it was fucking weird, man. And I, I think I, Larry has potential. Like, if they just let the guy not fucking drink, you know what I mean? Like, Larry could yeah. be an entertaining guy as long as he just doesn't talk about, like, you know, hot dogs and you know, shit like that. Yeah, I mean, once he gets a little soft up and starts wanting to fuck the wrestlers, it becomes weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He says, like, this fucking, this guy's looking like candy with them shorts on. Like, all right, bro, you got to go. <laughs> fucking flag. You're, you're off commentary. Grab that motherfucker right there. Hey, hey, yeah, reach over, grab that motherfucker. Yeah, the one with the mic. Yeah, grab him. Get that dude out of here, man. That motherfucker out of here. Um, Throw him out the door, you threw Schlag out. They, uh, of course, they had the interference with, uh, you know, Homicide and Black G's coming in. Um, I don't know if they're doing some kind of faction. They got a huge like blackout chant. I don't know if they're trying to you know redo that. Uh, the one thing that didn't make sense to me is like you bring in like a big name like Homicide, and he fucking attacks Joey Janela. Joey super kicks him, and he just goes outside and just, like, <laughs> yeah, just chalks it up for the rest of the show. Black Cheese comes in, misses, gets super kicked, chalks it up for the rest of the show, just sits <laughs> on the ringside. Yeah. And then Joey beats Joker. I thought they should have just beat the fuck out of Joey. Those were and- Shawn Michaels super kicks. Yeah, apparently so, man. That was a those were not young buck super kicks. Yeah, those were legit <laughs> ones, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I, I mean, I really like the surprise. I just thought that they should have laid out Joey if there's three of them. You know what I mean? You're bringing in three fucking top talent, and and they're yeah. Fucking, you would think they take one thing. move and they're gone for the day. <laughs> yeah, or just gang up on one dude. It's I mean, it's simple mathematics. You know, three against one. Everybody getting super kicked and just fucking chalking it up. On, you know, for the rest of the show, it's just kind of like eh. yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping they build up to something with this. I, I'd like to see Black Cheese used in GCW since he's not really doing CCW. Um, he seemed like he was happy there. I watched the main event with Black Cheese last night. He, he fucking, you know, he was he was really into the show. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good place for him. Uh, Joker uh, seems to be only doing like the match, the the, the Zandig shows. Um, I don't know if it's like a favor or something. Maybe he was on your show. Maybe when he said it, when he said like you know he'll, he'll do like Jersey All Pro and he'll kind of do like the Zandig shows because you know Zandig's like a you know personal relationship with him yeah yeah so, i don't know if you're gonna see a ton of joker in G- gcw but 
hopefully uh, they use him more. Uh, towards the end, when he did the, the double stomp, um, Joey completely fucking rolled over and just fucking hit him directly in his fucking mouth because he busted him up, like, pretty badly. Mm. Like, Joker, I don't know if he fucking lost some teeth or what, man, but his, he was fucking spitting up a lot of blood. Um, and, yeah, he, he fucking landed right on his face, dude. That double stomp was not to the chest, not to the fucking ribs. Not he put him pretty far out. So I was actually surprised he, he made it to him. And, yeah, uh, but, well, sure he enough, his face, dude. He didn't have enough, uh, you know, distance to keep it safe. He just got to land it on him. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Um, after the match, uh, you want to get into this whole Teddy Hart thing? Give your give your thoughts uh, on it. Yeah, man. Teddy comes out and you know does his whole "I'm Teddy Hart." Fucking love me. Fucking I bust my ass to get here. Fucking praise Jesus. You know his whole spiel. And uh, amongst it, you know he, he fucks Joey up, does whatever with Joey, and you know he does this. There is like this continued. It's not just Teddy because somebody else did it on this show today too, or not today. Well, you know, the other show. I, I watched it today, so it'll be today. Um, sunset flips where the guy fucking lands on their back. I, I can't stand it. I, I, you know, he did like the uh, what is the fucking Canadian destroyer, and he landed on his back. Yeah, he and the same thing. I saw another fucking uh, sunset flip where the guy landed on their own back. Like, guys, cut it the fuck out if you can't get that over. I I don't understand. I mean, it, I I don't know. I I just think it looks like absolute trash if that's the way you pull it off, and that's what Teddy did anyway. Um, yeah. so I mean, you can usually pull it off though. I think that was just probably just botched the ones on. He did it at the last show against uh, uh, Strickland. Yeah, struggling. Yeah, is that how you want? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but anyway, um, he he gets on the mic and he's talking, and, uh, and then I guess he noticed Penelope still in the ring, and Penelope starts to like bail out of the ring and like get out, and he just kicks her in the fucking face, like not not like a work kick, like he kicked her in the fucking face. It was completely unnecessary. Um, yeah. There's got to be fucking backstage problems over that. Got to be. I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine because. That shit was so uncalled for. I was like, "Oh fuck!" And someone was like Facebook living like a a minute, a couple minutes last night. So I saw it last night when it happened. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Maybe that maybe the camera wasn't so good because it was kind of grainy. And then yeah. when I watched it clearer today, I'm like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" That was, Got her uh, mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. Uh, it was a little awkward, honestly. Like the vibe <laughs> when when he came out, because. I mean, if you watch back, Penelope's just awkwardly standing around while he beats up Joey. Like, yeah. usually, like, when, when you know, like, the, the, the girlfriend or whatever is at ringside, like, they'll either run away or if they're taking a bump, they'll, like, they'll do the bump fast so they can lay down for the rest of the time. Right. She just stood around for, like, four or five minutes while he's cutting a promo. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. just, like, it was, that was real weird to me. And then um, him, like, I mean, the kiss spot was obviously, like, you know, that's, that was called. Uh, I don't think him saying all that stuff about her. I think that was just kind of him just going off. And because uh, you could see, like, I mean, me looking at her, like, she was pissed off. You know what I mean? You can you can see, you know, she didn't appreciate it. I don't think that's something they went over. I think he just kind of went overboard with all that, you know, shut up, bitch, get out of my fucking ring. You loved it and calling her all, all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she may have not been okay with that. So. Uh, we, we'll see where this goes, man. But, I, I mean, him kicking her dead in the fucking face, dude, that was, like, 
my girlfriend was sitting right next to me and she was just like like that was the one spot the whole fucking you know and she's she doesn't know anything about death matches right. she was fine with the finals all that and then she was just like did he just fucking just kick her in the face like yeah <laughs> they kind of did yeah. and like people yeah. popped for her and then she's like and i can tell she was just kind of like well, what the fuck is wrong with these people you know what i mean <laughs> like, just got fucking, just, like, booted in the face it just got completely disrespected Fucking basically got damn near raped by, by fucking being, you know, kissed in the mouth when she didn't want to. And then get fucking kicked in the face afterwards and the crowd pops for it. It's just, yeah. yeah. He said, you're lucky I didn't make a porn with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that yeah, dude's nuts, just fucking... I mean, I, I like Teddy coming back. Uh, that just was super awkward to see that. I just happen. feel and like I'm there sure. was so much going on. Like, it didn't make a whole shitload of sense to me just because there was so much going on. You had three fucking guys involved in the, the match already. You know what I mean? Besides Joey. You had Joker, you had G's, you had Homicide. To, to end the match and say it's not fucking over, you already had a couple guys to do that with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you had two guys that caught the fucking sweet chin music and uh, then you had Joker. So... Anyone could have said, hey, I'll fucking see you next time. But instead, they bring in Teddy to kind of override all of it and say, I'll fucking see you next time. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of weird. I think they should have done something with uh, Janela coming out maybe after the first round. Um, cutting a quick promo, you know, something like that. And that's when Teddy comes out and lays him out. You mm-hmm. know, just to kind of like beats the fuck out of him. And then uh, just have the, the regular match would have just been, you know, Homicide and, and Black G's coming in, attacking him, laying him out, and Joker wins, you know. And um, that way they can kind of go on with, with both feuds without fucking just jamming everything in in fucking 15, 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I dug it, though. I mean, overall, I don't, I don't want to be, like, sounding, like, negative because I, I really love the show. I don't really, you know, I'm just nitpicking over here. But uh, either way, I'm excited about what's going on with uh, Joey in, in GCW, though. It looks like he's got a ton of people that he's going to be getting in the ring with soon. Um, Scott Norton's next one. next one, I don't really know what to expect from that but after that i'm hoping to see you know homicide and janela we got that at hybrid they fucking killed it i i kind of want to see that in gcw hoping that they'll make that happen and then of course teddy hart and um i wouldn't mind seeing black cheese and and janela either you know so yeah stuff and stuff oh boy all right well let's uh let's get into the finals then man yeah man the the fucking finals and you know the long-awaited nick gage versus Matt Tremont. Dream match upon dream matches. Supposed to happen in CZW for a long time. It was only going to happen in CZW. The only way that Matt Tremont would have done it was in CZW. It was offered to him to do it in several different places, and he turned all of them down. He didn't want it to happen anywhere but a CZW ring. And as much of a CZW guy as I always was, and as much as I do understand the aura and the meaning behind it being a CZW match, I think this is the best possible place it could have happened after seeing it the way it did. I, they couldn't have done it this way anywhere else. They just couldn't have. Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely agree, man. And I think, um, I don't know, man. I've, I haven't felt like this at a, at a show for uh, pretty much as long as I can remember. Like, I, I literally had fucking goosebumps while this match was happening. And um, the goosebumps didn't go away for until the show was fucking over, man. I mean, this this match had that fucking that vibe to it, you know? Like, the locker room emptied out to watch this match. Fucking people were standing, giving them a standing ovation before the match even happened. Um, I mean, you can tell how excited Tremont and fucking Gage were both for this match. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the whole the whole show was built around this. I mean, years of wrestling has been built around this, you know. Yeah. And um, I think to see it not happen at Cage of Death or a CZW ring kind of gives you, you know, a hint of the f- future with Gage and CZW. I don't really see that happening anytime soon. Um, yeah, it seems to be done there, but um, I mean, it is what it never. is. You know, never say never. But I don't. I don't see you know him showing up at TOD as a fucking as a surprise or anything. You know, that's now, it, it's not the CZW of old. And um, you know, even last uh, TOD that Gage was at, they yeah. you know they had the uh, the three way in the first round, and he ended up losing in the three way. And then he headed out to I think Great Adventure. They had the show to do uh, GCW, which was I think uh, JCW still at the time. And it just even him being there. Tournament of Death, Cage of Death, that shit used to be like fucking Christmas for for Nick Gage. Gage would be like the first one there, last one to leave. Kind of the opposite of what you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. But uh, he, uh, he, he would treat that like his fucking, like his house. Like he was all over the place, hyped up, hyping the crowd up, running around the parking lot, fucking just like, yeah, it's fucking TOD. Like he was so fucking happy to be there. And that day you could tell it was just another show. Uh, he, you know, he was gonna do what he had to do there, but it, it was just another show. And to me, that was—I could tell—that was the end with with Gage. And you know, even though he might have worked there again, I had no idea that he was gonna stop altogether. You know, upon his, you know, second run in, in prison, whatever. But um, you know, it, it doesn't really shock me, and I, I don't think there's like a turning back where it's suddenly gonna become the place where Gage is all about anymore. It's it's. That's over. Gage's time in CZW was, you know, the Zandig years, and it moved on into the, the you know, the DJ years. But um, that that's all. That's all in the past. Yeah, I mean, all, all those old CZW guys. If it, I mean, I think they're going to be in GCW for the most part. Zandig, I don't see going back anytime soon. Nick Gage, Nate Hatred, and any of these older guys coming back, they're going to be in GCW. I don't. I don't. DJ doesn't want to invest in those guys, and I don't really think any of them personally. Like the direction that CZW's been headed, you know. I mean, uh, talking to Gage, you know, obviously, like, dude, he's he's not a fan of what's going on, and he he doesn't even know what's going on exactly. He hasn't been really watching it. Um, I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, what he hears from us, you know, like, just like you know, talking about it and fans telling him how how CZW is. Same with Masada. Like when I when, you know, when I had him on the show, he had no idea what the new CZW is. So <laughs> he's yeah. he's part of the company. I heard that that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, you know. It is what it is, but I mean, I, I don't see any of those guys going back, um, which I'm fine with. I think like like GCW, man. I mean, to me, like it's it feels special right now. You know what I mean? After this show, like a, a lot of the guys they're using are guys that I used to watch wrestling for, and are pretty much the only reason I'm I'm still as uh as invested in it as as I am right now. Because I mean, I don't watch WWE really anymore at all. I mean, there's a fucking pay-per-view happening right now, and I didn't even know what's happening until an hour ago. Right. Um, indies, I don't enjoy it as I used to. You know, like CCW is, eh, whatever, you know? So if it, if there wasn't GCW, I probably would be going through another hiatus right now. Yeah. Uh, since Jersey All Pro doesn't do any shows, really. But uh, this yeah. just overall, man, the spots they're doing, the fucking just... Like I said, I, I love the building. I, I like the way they, they fucking put their... DVDs out and stuff like every everything I pretty much like about it, other than commentary, but uh, their DVDs and stuff it's just like top, you know, yeah, uh, top quality stuff with that. But so. this match was by far one of the best deathmatch wrestling 
matches, death matches in the history of, of wrestling. I mean, it really was. I, this is what deathmatch wrestling is all about. This is the, the, the pinnacle of, of what it is. I mean, if you go bring me the craziest fucking match, the most brutal, the most aura around a match that you could possibly get, and to deliver to the level that they did, it's, it's just un- incredible. I mean, everyone should go buy the fucking DVD, VOD, whatever. And look, you know, I can't stand the fucking owners of GCW. But as I've said a million times, they're doing big shit over there. So, you know, I mean, I hope the two of them don't wake up. But, you know, beyond that, everyone should probably go check out the product because they're doing big shit. Yeah, dude, honestly, to be 100% honest with you, I, I can't off the top of my head name another deathmatch that... uh that I enjoyed as of you know the last probably decade as as much as this match, um, this fucking like I wasn't expecting it, man. I mean, they they delivered N plus, you know. Um, I didn't want to go in to to check out the setup. I wanted it to be a surprise. So again, I was the last person going in when the main event was happening. And how when I walked you, in, how'd you manage that? You usually are the first one. Huh? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that one, man. Um, with this, man, I mean, walking in and seeing those, like, fucking skyscrapers size fucking light tube bundles, I mean, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Because <laughs> those, dude, it's like a, it's like four feet away from the first row. And yeah. looking at the size of that, and dude, some of them were touching the fucking ceiling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that shit was three, four fucking light tubes on top of so light tubes. Dangerous. On top of light. <laughs> so just just simple fucking, you know, just common sense. Like, yeah, if they tackle each other into these tubes, half of it will break. The other half is possibly going into the front row. Yeah, um, which I was comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, looking at that, I was kind of like, I was like, yeah, this this is the fucking For my best. vantage point, that was only going to enhance my viewing. Yeah, I mean, for you, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it was, it was a little scary to, to be there and be like, ah, because I didn't want any, obviously anybody to get hurt, you know what I mean? Um, and, like, fucking... It just it could have gone bad, but it, you know, thankfully nobody really got hurt at this show at all, which was a surprise. But um, I mean, it's, it's hard to go you know spot for spot. They they had you know light tube trade offs twice almost in a row where they fucking just broke bundle after bundle on top of each other's heads. I think those those skyscraper light tubes those were fucking insane. I've never seen ones that tall, so that, that was yes. Yeah, that was it definitely something. takes a couple people to change one of those. Yeah, dude. I mean, that was that was insane. I mean, Tremont. Can you name a, a bloodier match that you've seen off the top of your head? Um, where I both mean, maybe, guys bled like that? Because I mean, wife beater, sure, like he's bled like that before. But both guys just fucking like, dude, this looked like a fucking car accident. You know, yeah. like when they came in the, the crowd, I was like, wife beater. I mean, definitely yeah. went to those levels. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I can't take anything away from this match. I mean, it's it's always tough to, for me to just say, like, this was the best death match ever. Uh, you know, I, I definitely say it's got to be in the conversation. But, you know, when it's so fresh like that, it's it's tough to just jump on it and just say, yeah, this, this was the best one ever, hands down. But, like I said, there's no way this match can't come up every time that you, you discuss that topic. There's no yeah. way. I mean, I can I can hands down say this is the best death match that I've seen live. I I, I can't argue that at all. You know, I mean that's because this like watching it, I, I like instantly I was like, holy shit, this this is like a moment. Like this is something I won't forget in fifteen years. You know. And as far as anticipation, I, 
it's got to be the the most anticipation leading into a death match ever. It has to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, Gage Tremont was up. supposed to happen years ago, and you know, you waited five years for the guy to get out of prison. He he came out for just long enough to not do the match and go back. Yeah, and he, honestly, this this match made me as much respect as I have for these guys. I mean, Tremont, dude, I salute that guy, man. That guy is a fucking, you know, like there is not a guy that that works harder in that ring than that dude when he goes out there for death matches. Like mm-hmm. he will take every fucking thing. Oh yeah. Man. And I, I mean, nothing against you know him and CZW, but I mean, his matches in GCW are a fuck a lot crazier. You know, like he he goes all out for GCW. It seems like um, I, mean, I felt the same way about um, we you know I've talked to Jeremy a bunch about this too, and I felt the same way about his IWA stuff. Is when he went out there and like King of the Death match and stuff, you'd see like another like turned up Tremont. You'd see like another level come out of him. And I think there's, for the most part, I think it's there's restrictions in czw that even if they're not spoken uh, i think that you know like even a tournament of death i think they only try to go so far right you know, yeah you get some big cuts and stuff like that but i don't know if they're quite going for you know like we're seeing in gcw and with some of the iwa mid-south stuff does yeah i mean his his last match with supreme was like one of the bloodiest matches i've seen and then seeing this dude this was like like, after the match, man, I mean, I don't know if you could have seen this on camera. When Gage cut that promo, when he was screaming, you know, he had a fucking volcano on the top of his head. Like, it was yeah. just squirting. You just see the mist. Every time yeah. he fucking, he said something loud, just fucking squirting out. Well, he yeah. had, a, like, a towel or something attached to the top of his head when he came out for that match, and he ripped it off of right before he got in the ring. So they must have been plugging something major that he was planning on opening right back up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was fucking disgusting. And then you know, Tremont was just a fucking mess, man. Tremont was a little fucking bloody mess. He was so. I, I'm glad none of them went to the hospital because I thought both. I was like, yo, they, 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 both of these guys are getting stitched up tonight, you know, easily. But as far as craziness and how much you've seen Tremont bleed and all of that, I cannot imagine that he won't reach that and exceed that if possible uh, against fucking Onita. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, he's already you, saying you he's gotta see that. Yeah, that that match is gonna be, that's yeah, that's a can't miss. But it's uh, not gonna be the way him and Gage were, you know, both uniformly destroyed. I mean, Onita's yeah. not gonna look like Gage looked. No, no, no. I think, I mean, I, dude, like I said on the last show with you, I, I think Tod is gonna have a hard time um, following up Tos every year if they continue to do this. You know, they are. Um, I. You got the card for that, so we could quick run that down. Because I mean, yeah, it is I next weekend. We don't. Uh... Yeah, I can. I can pull that up. But so yeah, I don't I mean, think yeah. there's too much more we got. But we might as well give that a quick run down. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, overall, like, any uh, any other thoughts on this match? Any particular spots that was crazy to you? I think the one uh, spot with the chairs, they had a fucking huge stack of chairs, and they just put a punch, bunch of fucking light tubes on there. Yeah. Um, Gage fucking ate that up, dude. <laughs> he fucking, I mean. The fucking the the shatter of the glass echoed in that fucking building, you know. Yeah. And crowd reaction, man. I mean, and this was this like I said, it was it was electric, you know. Like in that fucking building for this guy, yeah, like it was just a tremendous amount of respect from everybody. Everybody like you know, usually everybody runs out when the match is over. This one, like people stuck around just to kind of just like it just clapped for fucking five ten minutes, you know, just fucking crazy. Yeah, it's tough because when you get like a pretty good you know death match, you get a good death match, you. You could say this this spot was crazy. That spot was crazy. There's 
somehow less to say about a match when it gets to be this good. And the only thing you can really say is it's absolutely must-see. If you're any bit a fan of deathmatch wrestling, you absolutely have to see this match. Like, no question about it. You can't skip it and say, ah, you've seen one, you've seen them all. This is the pinnacle of what deathmatch wrestling is. So if you've ever been a fan of deathmatch wrestling, this is an absolute must-see. And then, you know, you can see for yourself what stands out because there's just so much to it. Yeah, also... um. I kind of like the, the the trend of having their finals be something special. I mean, I'm not sure. That, like again, we don't know the longevity of the company. I'm wondering how they're going to top that. I'm I mean, the finals wasn't really something special. The finals was like, hey, whoever's back there that could still go, let's fucking get the fuck back in no, here. No. Because everyone- I, I mean, by the setup. I mean, by the setup. I mean, those fucking eight foot, you know, 10 foot lights. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like that. That's what Such I mean. They're, they're, gotcha. Right, right, right. Their finals always look something, like, something insane, you know? It's not like you're just going to, like, tournament of death. I know, like, it's going to be no rope barbed wire. They're going to be some play two boards. That's pretty much it every year, you know? Yeah. Um, this, it's like, oh, shit, what do they have lined up this year, you know? Um, so I'm hoping that they continue with that because I, I, I do think they're actually, you know, um, Taking some some big risks and it's it's paying off. I mean, so far uh, they, they fucking packed that house last night and everybody, um, you know, like the past GCW shows, like yeah, like people are invested into it. Last night, like people, everybody just like left, just like fucking like holy shit, like this is this is the next big thing. This is like this is fucking yeah. major right here. And I'm really glad that there was no roof stuff because um, you know if you did it this year, there's no way you couldn't do it next year. It really starts like a, a never ending trend. There's no way you could have just like stopped doing them if you did them two years in a row when they said history repeats itself ccw had a lot of history so it wasn't just a roof bump so they meant they're doing the hooks again you know they could say that again next year and it could be another ccw you know history situation it could be pyramid of hell and they cut a hole in that fucking roof and jump through it and i mean it could be a million different things that ccw actually did because their history was fucking big as far as ultra violence goes yeah, I just um, I, I was hoping that that they were gonna have the title on the line. I kind of wanted to see Gage uh, take that title. I I, I still think Mexico is a big deal. Um, you know, it might not be on the spectrum of what company or this or that, but I think if you're sending Tremont to Mexico and he's able to bring that title with him, defend it once over there. At least your GCW title has left and been defended outside the country. You can technically call it a world title and not be you know completely wrong and yeah. uh gage isn't going to fucking mexico anytime soon unless uh unless he's not coming back yeah i agree with that <laughs> but uh what do you rate this on on a, on a scale to as far as like deathmatch uh tournaments i mean there was a ton it's gotta of be a 10 night. just because you know if you put something that has the caliber of match that is eligible for a best ever death match you, you got to put it at 10 i mean you got to i mean you could like yeah you know, i always nitpick through things i always go through what i didn't like but at the end of the day if that show also contains a match that you know rivals anything that you've ever seen before you got to give it a 10 yeah um i mean a ton of people last night were saying that was that was the best overall card that uh they've seen as far as deathmatch tournaments you'll hear um, that like every three years in deathmatch crowds people get very yeah. excited but again yeah. when you have that match as the finals who the fuck's gonna argue with you 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was surprising to me because a lot of the wrestlers were saying. I mean, I know Louis like put a status up today saying like that was that was hands down the craziest, you know, his favorite death match um, show he's ever seen in his life. Black Jesus saying the same thing. It's about a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's about sucking dicks or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but uh, let's not Black go Jesus. off Louis' statuses on what this tournament was. But <laughs> well, I mean, Black Jesus, I think I think is a credible dude to go off of that. Sure. He's been around sure. a ton of cage of death, you know, all that stuff. And Louis credible. I'm just saying, like his statuses are pretty questionable. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not going to go on Louis' fucking statuses or the truth type of movement. That's that's definitely not the train I'm getting on. Yeah, even uh, I think you know, like the cookie guy and those front row guys. Yeah, uh, I saw them putting things up saying that was like the you know something they'll never forget and fucking years to come. That was the craziest show they've gone to. So you know, coming from a lot of people that have gone for fucking you know seventeen years or so. You just reminded me of another uh, you know drunk commentary moment. Uh, Larry goes, uh, I think this is in the finals. He goes, oh yeah, Michael Edicchio over there, <laughs> and like. Fucking Brett, I think he was the other commentator at the time, goes like, dude, his name's fucking Adecchio. And he goes, <laughs> fucking cares. I'm doing his wedding. So what? Because <laughs> he's like, uh, he's doing his wedding. Hopefully not as drunk as he was on commentary. But uh, right. <laughs> he like fucking, he's doing his wedding and he, he completely mispronounced his name on commentary. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, man. He's going he's gonna to do a great job at that. Yeah. He also uh, gave David Russell a shout out, too. In the middle of the fucking show. Yeah, he's like, oh, there goes David Russell. Yeah, that's it. That's... <laughs> Fuck, man. You got to shout that out. Yeah, yeah. Deathmatch, Deathmatch podcast. I'm passing them uh, Death... shirts out. Getting the name Absolutely. out Absolutely. Deathmatch yeah. Russell podcast. Yeah. Man, I catch up on those occasionally. And the one I heard, uh, he had Corp on. And uh, it's Corp's going into like, man, you know, it's rough coming out of prison. He's like, yeah, I know, man. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, boy, don't you know. Oh, I know. Oh, tough. Sh- believe me, I know. It's like, dude, just settle down for a minute. You don't have to fucking agree with them. You haven't been to prison. It's like, yeah, do you? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then, then double awkward moment when he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I saw Brad Cash for the first time with Kevin Hogan," and and Corp goes, "Yeah, Kevin Hogan's a great guy. How's he doing?" It's like, oh shit. Yeah. an awkward fucking moment on the deathmatch russell podcast as if there wasn't previously an awkward moment on the deathmatch russell podcast (laughs) if the five minutes you waited for the guy to come on with no air (laughs) with just dead fucking air wasn't awkward this will top that i think uh i think the funniest part is when when he doesn't let them speak and just kind of says oh i know i know yeah, I know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, I'm all about it. I know. Yeah. It's like, well, if you know, why are you asking this question? <laughs> you're just saying you know to everything. What's what's the point of even asking? I'm all oh, about it's, it. It's fucking crazy. It's uh, absolutely crazy. Definitely check out the Deathmatch Russell podcast if you'd like to hear the polar opposite of how to fucking interview a guest. Yeah, it is. It is hilarious. Though. I mean, definitely check it out. It's the you best know, uh, comedy podcast on the internet. Absolutely. It's it's, it's fucking it's fucking great for that. Uh, I, I love how he <laughs> he ends the interviews with uh, asking the wrestlers if they have any questions for him, which I think is just fucking great. That's a great <laughs> gimmick for a podcast. Yeah. So you have any questions? Sometimes he starts with that. Yeah. <laughs> you have any questions you want to ask me? They're like, yeah. What so when you get into wrestling, <laughs> I don't fucking. I mean, you yeah, got so a favorite fun. match of mine, or uh, what are we doing oh. here? Hey, what are you listening to tonight? Uh, a little bit of uh, Sublime. Um, I've been listening to uh, 
I don't know, man. Do you hear the crickets out there tonight? Shit's crazy, you know? <laughs> really lived up. I mean, you know, that's cool. But, uh, like, I meant, like, like you know, podcast-wise, like, right now, like, as we're speaking, like, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, what's the name of the show again? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking unbelievably awkward. It's great. Yeah, it's, Gotta it's, listen to it. So there's, there's your plug. Also, also love him having uh, people on for like an hour and uh, like 55 minutes of it is him plugging shows that he's going to that they're not on and trying to get hands <laughs> on it. <laughs> like get yeah, like get Brad Cash on and talk about tournament of death and fucking tournament of survival. Like yeah, so I mean you'd like to be on that show. Like yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be on that show. So what do you think he's gonna win? Dude, I don't fucking care. I'm not on the show, man. What do you think? I'm not on the show. Why are you asking me about this? You know. Fucking great, but uh, yeah, let's do uh, let's do tournament of death, man. Let's go over this card. Uh, give out uh, maybe some quick predictions, kind of like we did last last week, and uh, we'll do the same thing next week and review it. Um, all right, so first round we got for uh, tournament of death sixteen. Uh, we got John Wayne Murdoch going against Ricky Shane Page, uh, going against Jimmy Havoc in the only three way. Um, probably one of the bigger matches on the show. Yeah, I don't know much about Jimmy Havoc. I've seen a handful of matches out of him. Uh, Ricky Shane Page and, and John Wayne Murdoch got some pretty good chemistry going. They had a couple tear-it-up matches in uh, IWA Mid-South, and um, they can definitely go in there and just fucking tear it up. So first round there, plus a guy who's kind of unknown. Um, he's got a big enough name. He's been around for a while, so, I mean, he should be able to bring something to the table. But, uh, yeah, I wonder what they do with that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the guy either. I actually asked you who he was. And then I, I kind of, you know, from, from hearing from other people, I guess he's a big-time guy in WXW and Progress. He was, like, the Progress champion. Um, uh, he's a hybrid guy. I guess he does re- regular wrestling, but he's also known for uh, death matches. So, I mean, a ton of people were saying he's, he's amazing. So, we'll see. Uh, first time seeing this guy. So yeah, I'm I will say I hate the, the lone three ways. I, I hate it. Like, I don't understand. Like, you got a one-on-one, you got a one-on-one, you got a oh, – here's the three-way. Like yeah, I don't, I don't really get it either. If we're playing kayfabe, then doesn't that give like the other guys in that match like a way less chance of winning and advancing? Right. <laughs> right. Oh, I gotta fight two guys. Everyone else fights one. Well, that's great. Yeah. What the fuck. Um, RSP won last year. I'm guessing RSP is probably gonna go through with this one. Um, but then again, it's tough because they're bringing in Jimmy Havoc from Europe. So yeah, this is a tough one. And then John Wayne Murdoch is coming back to CZW. So this this is probably the hardest one to. Uh, I'm going to pick Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. I'm going to say RSP, but uh, Jimmy Havoc, I mean, it would make the most sense since they're flying him in. It's a big enough investment to go ahead and go through with. But we'll see. This is a match I'm definitely excited about. This is one of the matches I'm very much looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It's a Panes of Glass match, by the way. Okay. See if the commentators know that about five minutes into the match. Right, so MLJ is doing this, uh, doing the commentary, I'm sure. So please, sir, it's on fucking czwrestling.com. Uh, yeah. It even has pictures with, with it on there. So if you forget, it's right there. I hope he gets fucking uh, alcohol poisoning this weekend. <laughs> uh, we got G Raver going against uh, Jeff Cannonball and uh, Light Tubes and Cinder Blocks, uh, two of my favorite weapons of all time. So we'll see. I mean, Cannonball, I'm not too big on. Uh, he has been in some good matches, though. I mean, I'll give him that. Um, G. Raver, I, I really like his stuff. Uh, him being on the show with, with us, he was saying that people are going to be shocked of what they could expect from this. I will say this. The on-point match they had 
Um, I checked out some of the clips and they fucking killed it. Um, so if it's anything like that, and he said that was nothing compared to what they have planned. So I'm expecting a lot from this match, uh, where I, I wasn't really expecting much before uh, the interview. So he hyped it up. I'm, ho- I'm hoping they'll do some crazy shit, but I'm going to go with uh, Cannonball on this one. Yeah, I got to go with Cannonball too. Um, well, I mean, it's tough, man, because on one hand, they've, they've kind of invested a lot in him. They've really, you know, pushed him forward. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to change. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with G Raver actually. Cause they, they put in a lot with cannonball and, you know, Tremont's really pushed him and try to help, you know, uh, you know, I mean, put him over, but, um, G Raver has called off of other companies in order to work for this one. So I think maybe they give him a little bit of a thank you and say, Hey, like, you know what? We'll put you through to the second round at least. Yeah. I mean, I'd certainly like to see G. Raver go to the second round uh, over Cannonball, but uh, I think just they're they're big on Cannonball. Yeah. And so uh, I'm I'm gonna stick to Cannonball, but uh, this okay. this match should be good. Uh, the next match is the match that I'm most looking forward to, and I'm sure you probably agree with that. Is Masada and Schlack in a doorway to death? So doorway to death. I'm guessing they're gonna glue a bunch of tubes and barbed wire and shit onto doors and use yeah. those. So we'll see. Um, this match I'm expecting a lot out of. Yeah, this is going to be fucking insane. I mean, this is the reason to show up. I mean, if there is no other reason, only Schlack. <laughs> only Schlack, yeah. This and... um, Obviously Masada, but... Yeah, him and Masada, and I think that three-way um, kind of really intrigues me. That, that has me interested. And um, I think the Tremon and Pondo match, which we'll get into in a second, I think those three matches kind of interest me a lot. Uh, but yeah, Masada and Schlack... Uh, I mean, just just seeing the visual of them kind of teasing at the last CZW, it looks fucking it looks fucking awesome. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. They're gonna fucking kill it. Uh, Schlack, I know it meant a lot to him to be on this on this tournament, and um, he purposely hasn't been taking bookings as of recent, uh, so he can stay healthy and won't get any you know crazy cuts or anything where he has to pull out. So, um, pause on that. But uh, yeah, this this dude, man, they're gonna fucking kill it. So I mean, this I'm gonna go with Schlack. Though. I'm really hoping Schlack will. Yeah. Go through with this, and the fact that Masada is now on the East Coast, so they're not flying them in. You know what I mean? So that it's not as much of an investment. Um, I think Schlack, all the way. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm hoping Schlack wins this tournament. So anything Schlack's in, you're gonna hear me saying that he advances. So obviously, this is round one. Yeah. Uh, the fourth match we got barbed wire madness with uh Connor Claxton going against Clint Margera. Uh, I don't know much about this Margera dude at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is. Um, do you know anything about this dude? Like, what the fuck is he from? I, I've never not at all. Yeah, I don't know what's going. on. Uh, this is a. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll choose Margera if he's local. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe that. Yeah, this is a tough one. I I don't really know much about Margera. Um, Connor Claxton. I mean, they were big on him. They they pushed him to the finals, and he's always getting to second round. So uh, maybe this year they'll uh, they'll finally let Margera move forward to second round, whoever the fuck he is. Yeah, I, I'll go with Margera just because, again, kind of like you said, like they, they've given Claxton second round. They've given him the finals. They're kind of hot and cold on this dude. One minute they're pushing him. One minute he's like mid-card. One minute he's not on the show. Like it, it's just he's kind of all over the place. So I don't know if they're oh. just going to bring in somebody's fresh faces and then just immediately job them all out first round. That's kind of why I'm leaning with the Jimmy Havoc, Margera thing. 
Um, I could be wrong on one or both for all I know, but I would think they put one of these fresh faces into the uh, second round. Yeah, they should. Just just to switch it up a little bit. And I'm honestly not too big on Connor. I'm not. I mean, the guy will bleed like a fucking maniac and do some crazy shit, but I don't know. I think ever since he chopped his hair off, his his wrestling kind of went downhill too. Yeah. <laughs> it was right around the same time. Because in the beginning, I liked him when he was trying to like get into like Nation of Intoxication. I, I dug him. I was like, yo, this dude's fucking crazy. New new blood, you know, he's fucking willing to take all this crazy shit. I think we we talked about that one match, the Pains of Glass with Havoc, yeah. which fucking bled to death. I was like, yo, it's always crazy. always gonna go back to those first three matches. They called <laughs> it like the uh, Nation of Intoxication trial series or something. Yeah, and he yeah. wrestled Lucky, he wrestled Dev, and he wrestled Havoc, and all three of those matches were fucking crazy. The blood coming out of his head in all three matches. He had a crazy crimson mask. And uh, in the Danny Havoc one, he also had, like, the wife beat her back. Like, crazy fucking bloody back. So, um, but that was, like, you know, it's always going to come back to that because he's never really reached that level of, you know, super bloody, crazy, ultra-violent stuff. So I think he went a little too fast, too quick, and, yeah. you know, pumped his brakes, and he's kind of been there since. But Yeah, I think... Uh... The one time we had DJ on the show, actually, I asked him about Connor Claxton and, you know, what kind of happened to the guy because he went to finals. And then next thing you know, you know, he's wrestling like Sozio in random matches and mm-hmm. just barely on the card or just not on there at all, like you said. Um, and his thing was, you know, he, he kind of got a big head. And uh, after he put him through the finals, he stopped showing up to Dojo Wars and stopped training and just kind of like thought he was like a superstar and they had to kind of humble him. So I don't I don't know how much of that is going on with that dude. I don't know how. um how invested he is, you know, but I'm not, like I said, I'm not the biggest Connor Claxton fan, so. Yeah, I like him. I just, you know, I'm kind of in the middle on him. I'm not. Yeah, know, same. I don't, I don't just my favorite guy, guy but yeah. he, he could do some good shit. Yeah, I don't dislike the guy either, but I don't, I don't put him in the same class as this, you know, like uh, the new breed that's kind of coming up, like G Raver and fucking, you know, Crane and Schlack and those guys. <laughs> Jimmy Lloyd, <laughs> of course. Uh, I'd well, he's not the, the new breed. Class. He's the future of Deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. No, I'll put him in the same class as Jimmy Lloyd. They can be in the same class. Well, that's uh, not fair. But uh, fans bring the weapons match. Uh, Father Matthew Tremont going against Madman Pondo, which they got to they got to cut this shit out, man. With the father, <laughs> the father Tremont. Yeah, dude. It's, it's come on. He's Matt Tremont everywhere else, and he comes <laughs> in here. He comes in with the with the Ku Klux Klan outfit and <laughs> Father Tremont. That's weird. Crowd screaming "Daddy" and stuff. It's fucking weird, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not do into they it. really? They do, man. They do. Jeez. They call him "Daddy." It's weird. Yeah, like if he's still over as a face, but now they call him "Daddy." Let's scrap this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's still. He's, he's not a heel at all. There, <laughs> like it doesn't work, man. It doesn't work at all. You know. I'm glad he's given the rub to to G Raver. You know, but other than that, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. But uh, this match, I am looking forward to. Madman Pondo hasn't been in CZW in what almost like a decade or some shit now. Um, yeah, it's been a minute, like two thousand eight, probably two thousand nine ish. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. This is another kind of uh, match. He he corrected me. Apparently, they have faced off before, but at some like fucking you know some shindy back in like fucking Utah or some random fucking place. So that doesn't count. Nobody gives a shit about that. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of like another dream match that I'd like to see that, that he's kind of, you know, marking off his bucket list. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about this. Like I said, this, Schlack and Masada and the three-way are the ones I'm, I'm going to 
you know, those the rest of them I don't really give a shit about. Panda's a good dude, and he's a deathmatch legend, no question about it, but I'm not excited for this at all. Yeah. I think it could be fun, though. I mean, I'm just not happy that his fans bring the weapons, because that can, that can either be good or it can be really, really That's bad. That's classic Pondo. Pondo's a big fans bring the weapons guy, because yeah. he's, you know, he does a lot of just picking up and swinging and yeah, that type of thing. Well, he loves the bats and all that stuff. Stop sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next match, another match that I don't particularly uh, care for, uh, Notorious Inc., Devin Moore, and Drew Blood going against Danny Havoc and uh, Surprise. Hmm. Yeah. I personally don't care about this at all. Right. Yeah. I guess I, on what the surprise would be? No. No, I don't really know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Lucky 13 was in the group, but I guess that's uh, that's off the table, but... Uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I don't think it. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what they're gonna pull or bring in. I, I haven't really thought too much about it, honestly. It's a scaffold match, which is what Devin does every year. Um, right. He, he's the best at scaffold matches. I mean, the dude is completely fearless to just do star presses off a scaffold. Yeah. Um, he's he's the best at doing that type of shit. Um, I don't know. I haven't really put much thought into it at all to to think of who who it could be. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly gonna say it's it's probably Lucky Thirteen. Um, we're just gonna be like though. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they are hyping it up though. Like, I keep seeing it them post it up on their Facebook. Like who's gonna be the surprise? You know. But at the same time, this isn't necessarily a big match on the tournament. You know. Right. It's sad to say because Havoc, you know, the guy has been fucking killing himself on on the TODs, but. I mean, this time around, it's just kind of like another match, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I, you know, someone brought up, I think it was Tony, had brought up uh, the possibilities of, like, Scotty Vortex on uh, GCW. Um, this would be another possibility where Scotty Vortex shows up on this, and it would make a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he is. Uh, you'd know better than me if he left on bad terms or not, but... Um, mm, I don't think so. I don't think bad enough turns. I mean, there was definitely a point where CZW almost killed him with the shitty glass, and then they gave him right. the world title because of it, and tournament of death because of it. And then uh, I don't, I don't think they went so far downhill. I think there was a point where he might have missed the show or something like that. But I think enough time has gone by, especially for doing like a one-time <laughs> appearance. I, I mean, I could be completely off on that. Yeah. Yeah, this match I don't even think it's worth doing predictions because it doesn't really matter and it's it's up in the air. So yeah. we'll we'll see who it is. Uh, four corners of pain. Uh, this is awful. Uh, Dan O'Hare, Kit Osborne. Well, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Is a Dojo Wars guy, I'm guessing. Um, Jimmy Lloyd and George Gad. Uh, this is yeah. like, this has awful written all over it, man. Um, prepare for something fucking nutty. I, that's all I can tell you is. Um, Georgie's been kind of leading up to this as a big, big tribute to Kevin Hogan. And um, he's been talking about it and talking about it and almost nervously. And you could tell as he went up to this uh, that this he, he has something big planned. Hogan had always said uh, anytime something come up, it was a running joke between him and Georgie. You know, set Georgie on fire. I'm going to set Georgie on fire. If Georgie was in something, he'd say, set him on fire. And that was his big, big thing with Georgie. So 
I predict something crazy fire related in this match. And uh, I wouldn't uh, head to the bathroom for it. I mean, it's an open field, so you could probably see the fire from a distance. But um, don't completely turn your back to this because I I think something crazy is going to go down. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree with you because he put a he put a video out on Facebook where he basically said he's going to kill himself for Hogan in this match. Mm -hmm. Um, He said how much he loved CZW and all that stuff. He had a CZW shirt on. He took the shirt off. He had the Muffin Club shirt and, you know, said that this is all about Hogan and he's going to go all out. So, I mean, yeah, sure. He'll probably do something crazy. It's just whoever's involved. I don't have I don't like anybody in this match. (laughs) <laughs> it's just awesome. I've always, I mean, Georgie's always been a really good dude to me. Um, so I like him as far as like a person goes. I've never like give a fuck about his wrestling career. To be quite honest with you, I think he's doing like a, a cooler gimmick now. He has like a trash man gimmick, and he comes out looking like a sanitation worker. And I think that's pretty funny. And um, but I never really cared too much about that. But I always liked him as a person. Um, I hope you know. I don't know if he's gonna listen to this or not. But um, that wasn't a glowing endorsement. Um. I would hope that he realizes that, you know, Hogan kept that as a running joke and stuff like that, but he definitely wouldn't want to see some shit that takes Georgie out of action or, like, really fucks him up bad. You know, he, he'd want to sit around at the fucking Hooters after party and fucking laugh with Georgie about how fucking cool it was. Not, you know, hear that Georgie's in the fucking hospital because he did some shit. So uh, I just hope he keeps that in mind, keeps safe, do some crazy fucking shit, tribute to dude, but, uh, you know, don't, don't fucking actually die because I don't think he'd want that either. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Jimmy Lloyd. Like I said, I, I like the dude. Again, wrestling career, just, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes all around with this match. I don't really care about anybody on this match. So, I mean, I'll watch it. It is what it is, but whatever. Um, second round, we don't know who's going to go against who, but I'm, I'm guessing Schlack's going to the finals. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. just has to happen. Otherwise, it's just fucking retarded if they don't, they don't put this dude through the finals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cannonball, I think, second round, he's going to be out. I don't really... I think Cannonball is going to be doing much. Uh, Clint Margera, dude, uh, he'll be out second round, whether it's him or Connor Claxton or whether it's G-Rave or Cannonball. I think those guys are going to be out um, second round. So you're, you're probably looking at Schlack going against the winner of the three-way um, in the finals, whether it's John Wayne Murdoch, RSP, or Jimmy Havoc, and any of those combinations I'm, I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see like Schlack, uh, G-Rave, or second round or something like that. Which would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be, that'd, yeah, be, that'd awesome. be pretty great. Yeah. Actually, and they did well, just do a thing. You know, they did a thing where it was a tag match, and those guys were on the other sides of the ring. So, it, you know, it would actually make a little bit of storyline sense, too. So. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking of that, that actually makes me want to change my uh, pick from uh, Cannonball to G-Raver. Because even when I asked him about the one-on-one match um, about him and Schlack, he's, he, you know, he basically said it's coming up. It's, it's going to be at the right time. So that, that, I think that's kind of teasing TOD also. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with actually G-Raver on that. Cool. But yeah, I think you're going to see Schlack against uh, possibly RSP um, in the finals, which will be fucking crazy either way. Sure. I personally would actually prefer John Wayne Murdoch in the finals with uh, Schlack. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be good. Um, I, again, I don't think you could go too, too wrong. You know, with uh, somebody out of that three-way going to the finals. I don't, I don't know that much about Jimmy Havoc. Right. I think his name's been around long enough that he's not going to disappoint if he goes to the finals. But um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, by the end of the second round, you're going to know whether you like this fucking guy or not. And usually by the end of the second round, the guy sells himself pretty well. So, um, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to see more than anything. I'm looking forward to see what Schlack does in this tournament because I really, really think this is this is his tournament. 
Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna change from RSP to to John Wayne Masada. So. <laughs> You're gonna uh, change from uh, Schlack to Masada anytime because nah, nah. you've been switching every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, though, I mean, yeah, sure, he did win uh, last, you know, Tod. Um, it would make more sense if they put RSP over since he just won the King of the Death matches, but I don't think DJ looks at it like that. Right. Um, I think DJ looks at it like, oh, John Wayne Murdoch's been having some real crazy matches. Like, you know, let's let's make that happen. And um, it all depends on how they're moving forward with John Wayne Murdoch. But I remember him making a comment on somebody's Facebook saying that, you know, after TOD, he's going to be kind of like a regular on CZW. So it's a good way to bring the guy in and kind of give him the rub and, mm. you know, so let's. I'm, I'm going to go with John Wayne Murdoch against Schlack in the finals, and Schlack's going to take it all. I changed my mind. Maybe I do give a fuck about the Devin Moore and uh, what do you call it match? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't think I'll be changing my mind on that one. I'm sure it's going to be good. I mean, they always do some crazy scaffold stuff, but I just, you know, it's it's the same thing every year. <laughs> Couple Legos here this time, oranges this year, you know. It's the same shit. Yeah, they did oranges last year, right? Or the year before? Yeah, something like that. We're just launching oranges off the fucking. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I think against, someone uh... just brought a bag of oranges, and that's how they yeah. showed up. Yeah, it was against like OI4K, I think. Bunch of yeah. oranges and Legos and all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, I, I want to see that Eric Ryan guy kind of uh, do some more matches around. I was, I, I was kind of, I like that guy. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's like, you know, he's gonna he's change anything. Good. But uh, I, I dug his stuff, especially uh, when OI4K was, uh, you know, Cologne, him, and, you know, the Chris brothers. I I, really, I was really digging it when uh, they were doing that. So um, I thought that was a cool faction. And hopefully they, they kind of do something with them when uh, OI4K comes back. I guess uh, he's healing up now. So we'll see yeah. that actually in CZW again. Yeah, but TOD overall is always good, you know, to go out. Aura-wise, I think, you know, and... And I understand what you're saying about the underground feel about the uh, the GCW world or whatever. And, um, you know, it, it's badass, man, because how many times do you get to see, like, indoor death matches at all? And, you know, it, it, uh, it's really bringing another element of the level of violence that they're going to and stuff like that. And you really don't know what to expect because they're really pushing the envelope. But I still have, like, a real fondness for the uh, Marklin Acres fucking tournament of death. It's it's like death stock, as they say. You know, fucking people are running around drinking as if they don't have families. And, uh, right. you know, anything to do for the next three weeks after that. They look like that might be their last day on the planet. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just fucking, there's something about it. You know, you go in there and it's, it, it's fucking something else. By the end of the day, you could just fucking sit back and watch someone like stumbling challenging like the world around them to fight um i used to be that guy um and uh <laughs> yeah it's it's something else so i think it'd be you know a great experience if anyone out there is uh you know debating on whether to go or not obviously gcw just set the motherfucking bar pretty goddamn high i don't know if czw could beat that i don't know if they stand a chance in hell but it'd be fucking fun to watch them try yeah which once again I think is it's healthy. It's healthy competition. Um kinda pushes the envelope every year, you know. It's healthy like you know, a strange word to use, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I mean TOS dude, they're they're gonna fucking try to top it every year. Um at least for the first few years until it kinda gets stale and they kinda give up. But until then, I mean I think they're gonna go strong and this for the next couple of years of TOD, as long as they're going, I think TOD's gonna 
have to step it up every fucking year, especially if they're doing it after TOS, you know? Like, yeah. Well, it does make it difficult because GCW does it like month in and month out. They throw like three tournament matches on every show for the most part. So, you know, it kind of sets them apart because CCW isn't really, they don't have the ability to do that anymore. You know, they definitely don't have the want to do it anymore. But, you know, it takes like a certain amount of desire to actually make that be your identity and go through the bullshit. Because obviously CCW went through the bullshit with the the sanctions and the the police and the, this call and that call. Right. You know, they, they did with all sorts of shit like that over the years. So, but they, that was what they were all about as far as, you know, they put on a lot of wrestling. They put a lot of everything on, but they really had to go to bat to keep that a big part of their product. And, um. You know, that's seemingly at the moment what GCW is dealing with. And they're still in the the one building. I mean, let's, you know, well, let's hope for the fans' sake that they keep that building and they continue to just do what they do without incident. But, um, you know, I mean, it's it's the world that they're living in right now. It's obviously beyond what CCW is doing. CCW risk a lot. I mean, Flyer Skate Zone would kick them out in the fucking 30 seconds if they ran one show like GCW. You know? Oh, yeah, dude, that, that's impossible. They can't do so. that. You know, they, they'd really have to make some really, really big moves. And DJ just doesn't have the passion for that, that type of stuff. Yeah, plus even, he doesn't even, he's not even interested. He doesn't even want his company. Yeah. He's trying to shy away from that as much as possible. It's not something he right. wants to. He doesn't even want to compete with GCW because he doesn't want to be that. You know what I mean? It's not, it's what he definitely doesn't want to be at all. He's yeah, not but, looking to do razor boards on regular shows. He's not trying to do fucking, you know, scissors board and. Uh, I think one spot we actually forgot to mention uh, was the Weed Whacker because uh, GCW, I mean, they, they do a ton of Weed Whackers now. Yeah. You know, it's almost like weekly. Um, but fucking Zandig took the, the Weed Whacker and, and, you know, speaking of another botch, uh, fucking when Tremont picked it up, it went off. And, you know, he was struggling turning it on a little bit. But uh, The Weed Whacker's always been the funniest, most awkward thing because, like, they try to get it running and usually be, like, security that gets it running. They set it down right. for one second, it goes out. Now you got the guy <laughs> yanking the fucking cord like a drunk guy in his front in his yeah. yard <laughs> when it's and starting to rain and he's trying to finish his fucking yard. Yeah, <laughs> no, the dude has to stand around <laughs> awkwardly. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just use an electric um, weed whacker. Yeah, he, he really got fucking uh, Zandig, though. Zandig's, like, tattoo might be fucked because he actually had, like, like straight cuts, you know what I mean, on his, yeah. uh, on his arm from it. I've yet to see the push-button fucking weed whacker start utilized within, <laughs> within a wrestling cut. They, they have those, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You prime them and you hit the button and it fucking starts up. They're always with the pull cord. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it's always awkward when they have to get it going. But, um... Yeah, but overall, I mean, TOS, I, I definitely recommend it. If, you, if you're into deathmatch wrestling, definitely go check this shit out. It's already on uh, Smart Mark. It's on video on demand. Um, yep. It's obviously going to – I'm sure, like, they're, they're going to push out the Blu-ray and DVD within a couple of days. They seem, like, really big on this show because they don't, they don't usually put stuff out within the hour of the show ending, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, shit was out fast. before midnight. <laughs> you know, this was, this was fast. Yeah, luckily I was able to, you know, uh, capitalize on that, and I was able to watch it today and review it with you. I I don't know that we're going to be quite that fortunate that I'm going to see TOD the following day yeah. to be able to do this next Sunday night. So we'll just have to figure out how we're going to roll with that. Um, yeah. you know, I'll definitely watch TOD, but I, I just don't think they're going to get it out for me to watch it on Sunday. So, uh, you know, yeah. I guess we'll play it by ear. Yeah, I mean, with, with TOD, you know, I'll, I'll give my thoughts next week, and then, you know, once you watch it, maybe – 
you know, you'll do it on, on your regular Wednesday show or something and get sure. in depth. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, definitely check out TOS. Definitely check out TOD coming up this weekend. Um, TOS, you won't, you won't be disappointed, man. I'm telling you, if, you, if you're a fan of fucking death matches, you want to see this Gage and, Gage and Tremont. It was fucking... But if you'd like to be disappointed, listen to the Death Match Russell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or the commentary of the fucking the DVD. <laughs> Dude, it was the funniest thing that they did. They took fucking MLJ off of commentary by the end, and Lauderdale had to take over. And Lauderdale just... Because, you know, he's the, he's the fucking owner, so the guy's concerned. Like, he's not in no position to be doing commentary when there's fucking a thousand light tubes being broken, you know, like a, a foot away from fans. So you can tell the guy's, like, worried about shit, you know what I mean? Like, he's looking at spots, and, you know, he's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, fuck, man, look, look kind of bad. And then in midway, he just fucking left, and the commentary just stopped. There's no commentary yeah. at the end. What type know? of pride could you have as as a commentator to know that, like, come main event, the moment that everyone was waiting for, they're going to go, all right, enough of this shit, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like... And then, again, like you said, by the end, commentary ended. Like, we would rather nobody fucking talk than you'd say another <laughs> word on this fucking microphone. Yeah. This match is going so fucking well that there's nothing positive you can add to it. Go the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> Go sit was, down. It, it was fine. It was fine. It didn't take away anything for me, you know? No. But, I, the way that they they did commentary on the show, I would have rather no commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the for, if for the actual like release, uh, they just fucking dub dub somebody else doing commentary over it because it was that bad. Like it, was, it would it was be a good awful. idea. It, it would be a awful. very very good idea. You know, Dude, just have someone anybody's... talented watch the show and do like rolling fucking commentary. Dude, if anybody's listening from from the GCW crew or anything, Monster Mac, man, please get this fucking guy on. If you don't have anybody else, he's he's much better. Also, if anyone is listening from the the um, the management, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Which I'm sure I'm sure it'll it'll get around, but uh, definitely oh, yeah. definitely check this shit out. Um, but congratulations, TOS does not make a Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, man. You know, you know, I'm big on GCW and the, and their products, so right. I always uh, I always want more people checking it out. Benefits me, benefits them. Uh, you know, so it's it's good shit, man. But it definitely didn't disappoint. I. I was shocked that they fucking topped last year for me. Overall, would you say it was better than last year, this show? Of course it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, what match they, from last year was better than the finals? Yeah, I mean, no, you can't even compare. Yeah, that was, no. that was... I mean, the only thing that really stands out, and I can't even say more because I would put this match right up there with the, with the roof bump spot, you know? Like, that's something I'll never forget, but again, this match is something I yeah. won't ever forget, you know? But it's just a spot, and then when it comes down to it, like, alright, who got hurt and couldn't wrestle in the next round it didn't happen this year i mean it, yeah. you gotta you know it, it went off fluidly yeah but um yeah definitely man anything else uh you want to mention before we get up i think it? that's it yeah i think we did a nice two and a half hour show this time yeah, Jesus Christ. um well yeah i mean we had to dissect tos but uh yeah definitely check out yakuza kick radio wednesdays 9 p.m blogtalkradio.com slash yakuza Check them out on iTunes. You got a little button right on the Blog Talk Radio. Click that, and you can go ahead and subscribe. Listen to us, the Hot Tech Podcast, uh, Mixler.com slash THD Podcast. Same thing, iTunes, Stitcher, blah, blah, blah. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Check him out on Facebook. And uh, I think we'll be back next Sunday. We'll do Tournament of Death. And uh, thanks for listening to us. Jake, anything else you want to say? Nah, man. Thanks for listening. And uh, 
Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Check out all those things out that uh, he said, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Absolutely, yeah. You got it. All right, later.